We're live. We are live with Bed David Podcast, episode number 28, with our buddy, Adam, being back. Adam, we missed you. I mean, a lot Thank of people, man, I'm sure you saw the commentary. People yeah. were crying. They were emotional. We're glad to have you back. And Thank we have you. a humanitarian Special in the house. Yeah. yeah. A, a former Navy SEAL dog trainer. Mike's been on before. He had some strong opinions, and we wanted to bring him back on the podcast. Mike, how you feeling? How you doing? Fantastic. I uh, appreciate you having me back on, and I love that you launched this. I think it's a, it's a great platform for you to be on. I appreciate it. I thought for sure you were going to show up with a mask on today. I thought <laughs> yeah. for sure you were going to be, like, disappointed that not everybody has a mask on. Yeah. Where's your mask? What's the story with the mask? Well, I just I, I bathe in hand sanitizer before before I came here. And I'll Where's the hand lotion? You brought that right here. Right here. <laughs> 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 is there One minute in, in, Pat wants yeah. to go right to the hand lotion. <laughs> the hand Thanks, Hawthorne. Yeah. If that goes missing, don't be surprised. Yeah. So, so Adam, how is uh, how's the Soyboy community doing? Give us an update on the Soyboy community. We're great. We're great. We made uh, Mike coffee. We didn't have any cream or any uh, sugar or anything like that. So you spit in it. On house. So I just put my finger in it. Mike's got a, a nice fresh cup. So we are making Soybean Mafia is strong. We're out there, and we're ready for January 20th. Okay. Well, that's good because this is the last podcast we'll do. Uh, we won't do one on Friday. Tomorrow's obviously Thanksgiving. Yes, we'll do one again next week. Thanksgiving to everybody out there. So uh, 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 between now and next and next week, obviously, th happy Thanksgiving to you. This is going to be a special one because we got a lot of things to cover. Obviously, Adam is in a very good place right now. He's excited. He's getting ready to collect his debt. Uh, all the money my that bets. he's, my, bets. your bets, yes. your victories from everybody. Yeah. I think Eric was the first person that paid off a part was, of the, the dominoes bet. are falling. Yes. Yeah. Because, yes. uh, you know, uh, some of the uh, Trump administration, they're yes. saying, we'll start working with you guys on giving I, information I, I, to I, how I, you I, feeling I, right now with this whole Biden uh, administration I, that you're going to you have. Know, I'm just I'm, I'm trying to bridge the gap here. You know, we've had a lot of divide in the country. I think it's just time we could all sit here. You know, I know you're a staunch liberal. I'm a hardcore conservative. Look at us. Yeah. We can get along, Mike, and sharing it's, a cup it's, of coffee. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, but I think it's you know, uh, politically speaking, you know, Trump started to not, don't say what I don't uh, watch what I say, watch what yeah. I do. He started the transitions. So I've had a lot of bets, a lot of monetary bets, a lot of lunch bets. Yeah, and Eric, former Marine, friend of the show. Yeah. Making making moves over there. He bought me my first lunch yesterday, so the dominoes are falling. If a Marine does it, that if means everybody else has got to follow. If a Marine buys you lunch. By the way, you know what I like what happened the other day? You know how uh, The Rock was the sexiest man ever by People Magazine, whatever it was, sexiest man alive? Right. Mm -hmm. And they gave it to uh, Common, I think, or they gave it to somebody else. Common? Yeah. You know what The Rock said? He says, I'm not conceding my position. <laughs> I'm still damn sexist. I'm not conceding my yeah. position. Can you pull that up? He says, I'm not conceding, which I thought was, was hilarious. Was that a shot at Trump? Of course it's a shot at okay, Trump. But right. just the whole idea about doing that, you know, you're, uh, I'm not giving it up. And everybody was saying, The Rock is not willing to give up his position. He's no longer he's still, the sexiest. He's no longer... And he says, yeah, The Rock common, jokes, though. he's not. Dwayne oh, Johnson Michael B. Jordan. Michael right. B. Jordan. All right. Dwayne uh, that Johnson. That dude's a stud. Common is a little washed Kai, up. Kai, go up a little bit so I can read it. Dwayne Johnson refuses to concede sexiest man alive title to Michael B. Jordan. Okay, funny. so there you go. Now it's Michael it's B. Jordan. Adam, when are you going to be on that list, man? Honestly, like, you know, you got to make a oh, run at it. I got to keep trying. I got to use my hand sanitizer. I got to use my hand cream for Lotion, Hawthorne. specifically yeah. lotion yeah, for yeah, someone yeah. like I gotta you. I got to get there. I see you as a hand lotion. When Mike gives it up, when Mike's willing to concede sexiest man alive, you know, let me know. No, let me ring the bell. <laughs> that might be a while. <laughs> but more importantly, Pat, how you feeling, man? We got Thanksgiving coming up. I think your dad's coming to yeah. town. That was a big thing, whether yes. he's coming, whether yes. he's not coming. He had a Let the people know, the people that love you, how you feeling. Well, the, the co uh, one of my dad's co-workers at the place of a couple hundred employees got COVID a couple weeks ago. And they find out about it. So my dad calls me and says, what do I do? I said, go get tested. He got tested. 
he got the results two days ago, negative, fully excited, made it here yesterday. He's here. My daughter was on top of my dad's back the entire time, four-year-old, wouldn't leave him alone. I mean, they love this guy when he comes in town. So we're definitely looking forward to Thanksgiving. It's going to be a special one for our family. But thanks for asking. A lot of yes, social distancing it, at the family. And we do a lot of, of social distancing tomorrow night with uh, guests coming over. So it's going to be it's going to be an interesting one. But nice. let's get right into it. We got a lot of things to cover. Obviously, Dow surges above thirty thousand for the first time. Yeah. Adam has a, a reason why he thinks it crossed thirty thousand. We really want to hear Adam's thoughts on why it crossed thirty thousand <laughs> for the first time. Apple security chief offered iPads as a bribe for gun permits. Prosecutors allege. I mean, that's got to be. I can't wait to get into that story. Apple security chief offers iPads as a bribe for gun permits. $70,000 worth of iPads. We'll get into that. Best Buy continues coronavirus drives driven gains, but warns that it may taper off. Tesla goes above $500 billion. Facebook is reportedly planning to woo Joe Biden by rolling out new vaccine and climate change features. Germany moves to close the gender gap by requiring companies to put women on executive boards. Uh, I know for a fact Mike Ritten's got strong opinions on that one and, and, and the move to go that direction. I think Mike led the charge to he make did. that happen. Yeah, he, he did, did actually. Yeah. I've, I've did. completely reformed that way, I think. <laughs> Bitcoin reaches three-year high of 19000 And then uh, politics in California, the madness continues with uh, restaurants, halt outdoor dining, which is nuts. Legality of things of uh, by elected officials. We'll get into that. New York Governor Cuomo will receive an Emmy. Trump pulls troops from Afghanistan. Trump was supposed to go after nuclear sites. Biden transition moves quickly after Trump agrees to share resources. India bans more Chinese apps. At least somebody is still doing it. We'll talk a little bit about Sidney Powell, a little bit more about what the vaccine's going to do, and then some Trump loyalists and top Pentagon post after purge two weeks ago now leads transition to incoming Biden administration. NBA players meet with the Pope. 14-hour lines to get in and out burger. I mean, I can go on and on. Jelaine Maxwell got COVID, and Dr. Dre is coming out with a new album. She didn't get COVID. Uh, jail Stafford got Stafford COVID, got COVID, but she's being quarantined she, right now. She, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if she doesn't make it. I just want you to notice. So she, she may not make it. Adam, she's, do not uh, be disappointed she's by this. She's hanging in there, from what I understand. She's hanging in there? Okay, yeah. touche. All right, so let's get right into it. Apple security chief offered iPads as a bribe for gun, gun permits. Prosecutors allege. Thomas Moyer allegedly promised to give 200 iPads to Santa Clara County Sheriff's Office to get four concealed carry licenses, according to Jeffrey Rosen, district attorney of the Bay Area County, where Apple is based. The charges are part of a broader probe into the sheriff's office. Two high-ranking sheriff's office officials, Under Chief Rick Sunk and Captain James Jensen, were indicted on a charge of requesting the bribe. The two men requesting the bribe. The two men held back on issuing the permits until Moyer agreed to donate close to $70,000 worth of iPads, says Rosen. The donation was pulled back at the 11th hour when our search warrants into this probe began. What are your thoughts on this, Mike? Well, first of all, so that's 50 iPads per license, right? 200 iPads for four licenses? iPads per license. That's a good, good way to put deal. it. Yeah. I mean, so uh, to me, I think it just highlights the uh, the hypocrisy of of companies like Apple, uh, you know, or Hollywood or, or what have you, and that, you know, they, they try to get things that they don't want you to do. It's the same thing with politicians that have, you know, bodyguards that want to strip Second Amendment or, or, you know, cancel concealed carry or have all these different bans and things of that nature. Uh, when the reality is, is that, you know, people want what they want, uh, whether it's iPads or permits or 
uh, to be able to carry guns or whatever. But, you know, it's just that classic uh, rules for the not for me you know, type of mentality that, that I think drives a lot of people crazy and, and just builds resentment. Adam, what do you think? So I've got a point and then a question for you because sure. I want to kick it back to you. So, I mean, I'm just going off of what of our, our good friend Thomas Moyer, who's the, uh, the employee of Apple over here, his employee, uh, I'm sorry, his attorney says, look, there's two different stories going on here. There's two completely different stories here, and you're mixing them into one. First story is, yeah, we were looking to donate some iPads to the sheriff, to the sheriff's, uh, yeah, to the, to the people of the sheriff's office. Cool. All right. And we were also uh, applying for uh, our car- license to carry license. You are completely conflating these two things. So whether that's just lawyer speak, we all know what lawyers do, kind of just conflate two yeah. things. If that's lawyer speak or if in actuality was... Um, you know, a pay-for-play, a pay-for-play, a quid pro quo, a term that we've all learned over the last few years, but it was one of those things. So who knows? This is, you know, obviously an interesting story to bring up. Apple, did they, did they, did they pay for this? Was it a bribe? What was it? My question to you is though, let's say this was crony capitalism okay. almost. Yep. I want to kick it back to you. I know that you obviously love capitalism. You stand for it. You got a t- capitalism tattoo yep. basically. But crony capitalism is something that you hate. So where does this fall on the capitalism, bribe, crony capitalism chart in the PBD world? Well, remember who started it, though. You're talking about the politicians. The local guys said, if you give us X, Y, Z, we will give you X, Y, Z. Right? So it started by the politicians. There you go. Okay. So the politicians are the ones that are coming and saying, if you give us this, we'll give you this. And then the capitalist is tempted to think about whether he's going to do it or not. Right? So whether he's going to make that decision to say... I'll give you the iPads. What the hell is seventy thousand dollars for me to give to you? But I think it's I think it's bigger than that. I think it's it's uh, the hypocrisy part that's the most unattractive thing out there when it comes down to anything to do with. If you ever think about uh, uh, issues you had with your dad, why did you have issues with your with your dad? Your dad smoking a cigarette and saying what? Don't smoke cigarettes. You know your 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 dad's drinking alcohol saying what? Don't drink alcohol. Mm-hmm. These guys are saying guns are bad, and then at the same time, they want a license to carry. These don't go together, especially in the county that they're in. Another thing I would say, you know, to, to debunk or, or at least debate the lawyer is I would say, okay, <clears throat> you're, you're offering to, to donate these, uh, these objects, right, or these iPads. What other institution government-wise have you offered to donate iPads to, right? And if there's like nine other parts of the government where, where this guy from Apple has, has offered to donate, where he's getting jack shit from them, then I would say, okay, you have a point. If, if that's the only group that he's offered to donate iPads, and I'd say, dude, that, that's not a coincidence. Smells fishy is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, to he's, your he's point. got a great point, though. He's got a great point because now I don't know if they can investigate or not because if, if Apple's the biggest employer there, it, that mm-hmm. employer is probably doing the most for that county. If an employer is doing the most for a county, they're kind of forgiven a little bit. It's like, hey, listen, if you screw, screw us up, we're the one that's given to a lot mm-hmm. of charity, a lot of stuff locally, and Apple's not known for giving money to charity. Apple's never been known for being someone that gives money away. Really? Never, historically, okay. never. Steve Jobs was never known for wanting to give money away. Well, here's, I guess here's the question, and, and, and you would know this probably more than most, and, and we've had an experience. How difficult is it to get a concealed license? In, in New York, it's almost impossible. New York? Yeah. Because this, this is in California. California. I mean, so same yeah. thing. Uh, sorry, I, I meant California. But Those the, two states are b- Both two states yeah. are almost impossible. Gotcha. I, well, let me put it this way. When I was an active duty Navy SEAL in California, I couldn't get a concealed weapons permit. Active duty active Navy duty. SEAL, you could not get a concealed right, weapons permit. Like right after 9-11, if, yeah. if I applied, and, and I knew a lot of guys that did, that, that all got denied. I didn't even do it because at that time, and I'm sure it's still the same mm. way, 
is that you have to pay, and it's hundreds of dollars to pay uh, to apply for the permit, whether That's you pathetic. whether you get it or not. Uh, but also, I mean, this is something most people don't uh, don't realize is that even uh, you know, and, and this gentleman the same same way is that every base in America as an active duty uh, military service member, you can't bring a gun on base. So I can go there and shoot rockets and automatic machine guns and sniper rifles and lasers that'll take your eyes out and things of that nature, call in close air support, but I can't have my pistol in my car driving onto base. So who's creating these rules? What is well, this? Bill, Bill Clinton is responsible for that one. When, when During his term, he made a, a national mandate uh, or an executive order, rather. Why it hasn't been rescinded is beyond me. But uh, So I, I, would, I would still blame all subsequent presidents uh, that, that haven't uh, rescinded it, however. Uh, California and New York are, are unquestionably the two hardest hmm. states to get uh, concealed weapons permits, and, and it starts with the governor. The but. reason that I even asked that question is because we recently had Jarrah come here, and that I assume was that the class that she was teaching. Yeah, she was. This yeah. license to carry yep. permit, and Jarrah, who's been on the podcast, she's she's a awesome gal. Uh, it seemed pretty easy to get it here well, in Texas. In, in, I mean, freaking in, Kai's carrying right now. In oh, California, is. you got to give 200 iPads. In Texas, you just got to buy one beer. So it's a very different Preferably culture. Preferably that you bring your beer to the license yeah, that's to carry. Right. And it's get it one, it one beer right. and we'll give you the They, gotcha. they want to find a reason to give you a license right, well, to carry. This, 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 this makes the, the story a little more understandable now. It's like you can't even get one. Yeah, you can't. Freaking Navy SEAL over here can't get one. Yeah. Meanwhile, I get it. It's it's becoming a little clearer. But, but you, I will tell you, though, it, it, this what he, what got me thinking is what Mike said, which is, has this happened more often? You know, is there, mm. hey, we'll give you 50 iPhones. We'll give you 20 iPhones. We'll give you 80 iPads. Yeah. Is that a method of a currency of exchange to get favors? That's interesting if you think about well, it. I think even more and, By the way, everybody knows I'm a Tim Cook guy. I'm, I'm a guy that actually likes Tim Cook's style of what he does. But at the same time, if mm -hmm. this is common where some of the leaders at the bottom are doing it, Tim Cook may not, be, might, may not even know about this. Well, the, more likely Tim Cook ain't authorizing this kind no, of Of course right not. Right? Of course not. Is, is How not many good. employees does, uh, does uh, Apple have? Is it 400,000? Mike, you were saying. Well, I was just going to say, you know, to me, the biggest point is, is, you know, contrast that to any other donations that Apple has made. Like Patrick said, they're not known for, for doing that. So, uh, you know, whether, whether they're doing it on a regular basis or not, uh, I would be real curious to know, you know, have they made iPad, iPhone, iMac donations to other government entities where, where they're not trying to get something from them. And again, mm -hmm. if there are a number of those cases where it's it's not a quid pro quo, where they're not scratching their back and I'll give you this for that and whatever, then I would say, okay, you have a case that, that, that you could separate those two. But if this is the only instance where they've donated that amount of, of equipment to a government agency and it just so happens to be the government agency that they're trying to get uh, concealed mm -hmm. weapons permits. I mean, that, that's a hard thing to, uh, you know, to separate. Here's a fun question. Obviously, quid pro quo has been a term we've all become familiar with over the last few years. Is that a term you were even familiar with in your Navy SEAL days? Is that something? It was actually the first three words I learned. You know, <laughs> I didn't say dad. I was a baby. Quid pro quo. <laughs> <laughs> I was milking my parents from the start. <laughs> yeah. Tell you what, dad, I'll give you this. Yeah. And that. You were looking for that license to carry permit at yeah. zero years old. That's right. As a fetus. That's right. Strap. <clears throat> so, How about so you? I think this leads me to uh, a, a very interesting uh, next topic that we have to be talking about. I don't think they're talking about it enough is what's Biden going to do with guns and Second Amendment? Is there going to mm. be a buyback? You know, as president, Biden will, they say, Second Amendment, he will ban the manufacture and sale of assault weapons and high-capacity magazines, reinstate the Obama-Biden policy to keep guns out of the hands of certain people unable to manage their affairs for mental reasons, which President Trump 
reversed. Biden will enact legislation prohibiting an individual who has been convicted of a misdemeanor hate crime or received an enhanced sentence for misdemeanor because of hate or bias in its commission from purchasing or possessing a firearm and the online sale of firearms and ammunitions. Biden will enact legislation to prohibit all online sales of firearms, ammunition, kits, and gun parts. Let me read that one more time. And the online sale of firearms and ammunitions, Biden will enact legislation to prohibit all online sales of firearms, ammunition, kits, and gun parts. So, you know, Mike, obviously you're in this world. This is this is what you do as a Navy SEAL. Now you're training dogs and you're one of the best at it. You know, people, I think you were on 60 Minutes. I don't know what it was years ago when they did a show on you with 60 Minutes. Yeah. 2014, 2012, 13. 13 when they did that. Yeah. What are your thoughts? What do you think is going to happen with the Biden administration? Well, so to me, it, there's a couple of things that it kind of depends on, uh, which is first and foremost is whether or not the Senate remains in, in Republican majority. And, and I think that's that's really the biggest key to whether or not he has the ability to do any of these things, because through or via executive uh, order, I, I'm not aware or of the understanding that he can even do that by himself. Uh, so to me, that you know, that, that's I think it just highlights how important the, the Georgia race is. Uh, and I also think, you know, even if, if the tables were turned, I think an all all Republican, uh, you know, government would would be equally slanted that way and, and not a good way. I think balance, you know, having at least one of the three uh, branches of, of government should be, um, you know, opposed. So that, that's first and foremost. But you know, from an industry standpoint, um, you know, that's devastating if, if that does happen. I mean, in terms of canceling jobs and, and uh, you know, curbing markets, uh, you know, the, the firearm and ammo industry is, is pretty significant in this country, as, as most people are aware. So, uh, you know, if he tries to do that, he's going to create a lot of enemies, uh, you know, ones that he probably already has. But I think that, that that's going to have impacts on on people that uh, are maybe a little bit unforeseen uh, in some of the support roles or transportation or uh, you know just the the supporting mechanisms of of the firearm and ammunition industry because it's not just that there's gear there's training courses there's uh, you know hunt, hunting lodges I mean there, there's a lot of uh, kind of you know subsequent uh, industries that I think uh, you know are going to be impacted by that but to me what's frustrating about it is this is coming from a guy that you know his the, the two most famous kind of, uh, you know, SOPs, if you will, the standard operating procedures is grab a, a double barrel shotgun and, and blast it in the air. And then also saying, why don't you just shoot the guy in the leg? Like both of those things highlight just how woefully disconnected he is from from people that carry that for a living. And I, I have strong opinions about this government wise across the board is that one of the biggest problems I think this country has is that so many of our, our high-level decisions are being made by people that know absolutely nothing about them. And it's not just firearms, it's everything. Uh, whether it's transportation, it's energy, it's foreign policy, it's firearms, I mean, you name it, is that, you know, you've got people making decisions about things that they just don't know anything about. And I think, you know, it, it, as it relates to firearms, if you want to understand, uh, you know, not just how they work, but the impacts that they have on society and, and, and you know, the... Uh, principles with which people that carry them for a living adhere to, you should ask them. Same thing with, say, Border Patrol is that, you know, you should ask Border Patrol, hey, we want the border secured. You tell us what you need to do that uh, on firearms. You know, you should talk to police officers uh, and to professional soldiers, people that, that carry firearms for a living, 
uh, and ask them what uh, what they think. And, and I think more more policies need to be driven by subject matter experts and not people that just think that they that they know what uh, the deal is. And I think that that's the case here. Yeah, I think it's a perfect segue for where I can chime in on this. Uh, speaking of asking the experts, you know, I've been guilty of acting, and and I, in my opinion, rightfully so, very emotionally on the gun issue. Uh, I'm from Miami, South Florida. Over the last few years, we saw what happened in Parkland. Um, I know kids, like, I know the parents of kids who have uh, gone to school there, uh, Parkland, and literally kids were murdered. Um, the nightclub in Orlando where the guy went in there and just shot up a, a gay club. Sandy Hook was just so sad for me. I mean, I, I remember, I don't know any of those kids. They were kindergartners. What was that? Uh, you know, under Obama administration, obviously, that was in 2013, I want to say. I just remember crying, just like, what the hell happened here? Obama said that was the angriest he's ever been during his uh, his tenure as presidency. So what's my point of saying all this? That I've been guilty of saying, we got to do something about the guns. This is fucking ridiculous. This is ridiculous, ridiculous. Mm. But I'm not an expert on guns. Like, this is not my wheelhouse. But as a just an American citizen, seeing what happened, I mean, obviously Las Vegas, mass murders over there, and the, uh, Columbine, the list goes on and on and on. So as just an American who gets emotional, and I think everyone should when mass murders happen, you know, I've been guilty of saying, well, we got to do something about the guns. We got to do something about the guns. We got to do something about the guns. So where do you find the balance in being a weapons expert, former Navy SEAL, you know, someone who knows their stuff to someone who's just like obviously acting emotional, just being like, you know, I'm not saying that the Second Amendment should be repealed. Nothing yeah. ridiculous like that. But, you know, mentally handicapped people or people like accused of a hate crime here or any of these issues that Biden's pointing out. What's the what's the answer, I guess, is what I'm saying. But so to me, it's actually pretty simple, is that, uh, first of all, you you said it, is that emotion is being brought into it. You know, and that, that's the, the first way to screw up a decision is to let emotion drive it. Mm -hmm. So that's number one. Number two is that there are so many other statistics that nobody's talking about, and that doesn't justify, uh, you know, deaths via via guns. But, but from a, a data standpoint, when you're talking about, quote, unquote, mass shootings, you're talking about less than 2,000 people a year. Now, if, if one of those 2,000 people is your son uh, or, or a niece or a nephew or, or whatever, somebody that you know very well, that's going to that's gonna give you some heartburn. But take malpractice as an example or, you know, for, for a, a tit for tat because malpractice, uh, you know, is, is 10 or 20-fold the amount of people that die. Who, who is screaming about something needs to be done to where there are more, uh, you know, mitigation protocols put in place to, to keep people in hospitals from dying? Nobody's talking about that opioid deaths. 50,000 or so Americans every single year die from opioid deaths. Why isn't, why isn't the, the, the liberal left screaming about something has to be done? Because a lot of those are kids, you know, mm -hmm. or teenagers or, you know, people that get into their parents' Very per, good point. Per, Percocets. Nobody's saying a, a word about that. Tit for tat, number for number, swimming pools, right? On average, about 3,500 kids uh, drown in swimming pools every single year. Do you need a swimming pool? No, you don't. Nobody's saying anything about that. More kids die drowning in swimming pools than they do in mass shootings. Now, that's not to discount the fact that, that kids shouldn't be, be shot up in schools. So that, that's the first thing is that there's a, a huge disparity between the selective outrage of people as it relates to data. And, and there are you know, dozens of data points that, that are far more drastic 
uh, and worth worrying about than, than kids being killed by, by mass shootings. In the last four years, how many mass shootings have, have you seen covered in the media under, the, under a Trump presidency as it relates to the eight years of Obama? Very, very few. Why is that? I don't know. Uh, what I can say is that it doesn't seem like it's A, just a coincidence, but B, and, and I think more importantly, is that the, the history of this nation is, is built on, on our ability to, to exercise that, that freedom, that right, uh, in terms of bearing arms. But if you look at, at say, back uh, 60, 70 years ago, you could order weapons from Sears and have them mailed to you. Uh, you know, it wasn't uncommon even back as, as early as the 70s where kids would have rifles in, in shotgun, uh, rifles and shotguns in racks in their trucks in the parking lots. There, there were no problems. You know, yeah, high me, schools or where In high it? schools. Oh, wow. you know, um, not and, the high school you went to. He's yeah. just talking high school. Probably not in South Florida. <clears throat> uh, but a lot of high schools taught weapon safety. Western High, maybe. Taught, taught weapon safety. So to me, the, the two biggest factors are society, and I'm, and I'm not blaming one. Say that one more time. That we, we spoke over you. A lot of high schools taught? Yeah, many, many high schools back in the 70s and early 80s, up until about 30 or 40 years ago, taught weapon safety That's in sick. high school. That's freaking sick. Right, and, and so... Why wouldn't you do it? Right. So, well, I mean, it's like with anything. You, you teach how to, how to be offensive and defensive in terms of driving. You go through driver's ed. Wow. And do you think they, that's something they need to bring back I, I, into the high school? Uh, you know a thousand percent. You know what, do. for me... Weapons... Uh, training? Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's, no, it's, no, it's a piece of equipment. It's a tool no different than anything else. Because I'll tell you right now. They teach how to use a banana, no? Like with, uh, with condoms. They yeah. teach how to use a, 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 you know, how to put a condom on a banana. Oh, the you old can't, banana yeah, in the tailpipe right. trick. Fact, go, buddy. Thanks, thanks, Hawthorne, yeah. for the yeah. uh, hand cream. So, the, the old banana yeah. in the tailpipe. So, I mean, j just like with everything is, yeah. is you need to understand what the piece of equipment is, you know. And, and there's, there's, let's say that this, this table has, you know, a hammer, a chainsaw, a, a firearm, keys to a, a rider truck. You know, every one of those things can be used to kill people, you know. So even in the hypothetical where you had the ability to completely remove every single firearm in this mm -hmm. country, okay, well, I'll use a, I'll use a hammer. Um, imagine, you know, any grown man walking into a school with a, with a 24-inch steel chainsaw and, and no firearms with the ability to defend against that guy. I mean, that's, that's an absurd amount of damage that could be done with that. You, you could rent a, a truck and drive it through a, a, a parking lot or, or through a, a, a schoolyard recess area during recess and do a, a ridiculous You're saying anything can be lethal if you put your mind to it. Of course. Yeah, it, yeah. It's the intent, right? Mm -hmm. it, it's the tool. You know, again, just you, you could reduce it down to the surgeon. But guns obviously are the best weapon. I, I don't think so. I mean, Really? I, I mean, let me ask you this. Do you, do you think, right, with no training, yeah. would, you, would you be better with a, with a firearm or with a truck? Right. Let's, let's say there's a festival or it's, a, you know, the Fort Worth mm. stock show. Right. So if, if you had an AR-15 and, yeah. and body arm and all, all your mags jammed and ready to go, even though you, you uh, I'm assuming, don't know a whole lot about how to operate mm. that. Or you jump in, a, in an F-250, right, with a lead foot and you decide I'm, I'm going to go mow some people down at the, at the stock work, uh, Fort, Fort Worth stockyards uh, or, or the Texas State Fair. Wh who, how many people are you going to kill? Gotcha. I see what you're saying. Right, so so it, it's not about the firearm itself. Well, hopefully there's all. like protocol in place, like for instance, well, you can you put no, but you know, but, but that's guards my, up, right, right, guardrails that you can't drive through a gun. You can take right, right, but that's going a minute. There's that, a lot of places you drive a car that there's a lot of traffic. If you really wanted to kill somebody, you could easily do it. When, and here's the reality: yeah. is that that just like at, at TSA, right, is that at some point. 
-hmm. there isn't a protocol. There isn't a mitigation factor. You're you're creating choke points where if all these barriers, well, guess what? People have to line up to get get through those barriers or or those checkpoints. There's always going to be an area Mm. that's a weak spot where if you wanted to kill a ton of people in a variety of mechanisms, you would be able to do it. So while I understand the emotion-driven outrage that people have because it's, it's, it's face value, you see mm-hmm. a picture of a, of a seven-year-old cute little girl, you know, that you, that you know got shot in the back of the head, you know, while, while studying English, like that's a shitty deal. There's, there's no two ways about it. Yeah. But what you don't see is the, the 3,500 kids that drowned. Where is their picture? Mm-hmm. Where is the 50,000 kids you know, that, that died from opioid overdoses, that nobody's showing their picture or having a, a ticker that says this is how many, how many kids have died from opioids on every single media channel. Um, when, you, when you talk about, you know, just that, that disparity, it, it's enormous. And the, and the last thing I want to bring up, and then I'll, I'll get off my soapbox, mm-hmm. is, is human trafficking. All right? There, there's an average of about 200,000 kids in this country that get roped into, into sex slave or human trafficking. That's 200,000. Right? Where, where is, is anybody's outrage with that? Where are their pictures all over the media? Where is the, hey, there was 3,700 kids that, were, that went missing today on, on the side of CNN or on the ticker. That, that's nowhere. Why not? Are those kids not, not important? They are, but, but they're not on there. So why not? So you, you've got a number of, of not, not that 2,000 is a small number. And again, if it was my daughter, would, would I be upset? Of course I would. You know, but but when you when you contrast it to all of the other problems, and, and you look at the bandwidth that's dedicated to to stopping this problem, when there's huge, you know, far bigger fish to fry, to me, it's just it's a it's it's a lost cause. And and I think you know there's a, there's also enough people in this country that that are absolutely gonna gonna give you the come and take it mentality of saying, who's gonna enforce it? Go ahead and ban them. Come get them and and see what happens. You know mm-hmm. because. Whether it's you or it's a politician, somebody that, that decides that they're going to say, you know, these are illegal. Are, are you going to go take them from, from a guy like me that's, that's barricaded in my house? How, how many police officers are going to show up and get smoked in, in a situation like that before the, the guys that you're, you're tasking with enforcing it are saying, you know what, I'm not doing this shit anymore. I got a family to feed. So it, it's a much, much more difficult task than just making a rule. You know, if it was as easy as making a rule, you wouldn't need to do it because there's already a bunch of rules that say shooting people in those capacities is already a felony. So, what's your take on all? That? No, no. Uh, what's your take? Uh, it's I, not I, my take. I, 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 I want. I want. I want to hear from you. Listen. What is your response to okay. what he just said? Don't worry about what I have. I, Nothing. I'm, no, I'm. Okay. I'm on the same page with him. I want to know your. You're on the take. exact same page. Okay. Based on what? What? <clears throat> yeah. What part of what he said can you argue? I'm not. I'm not trying to argue. I'm but not I trying to know, learn. Listen. I want to know for somebody yeah. like you, wh- based on what he just said the last eight minutes. How are you processing what he said? I, I'm zero percent trying to argue with yeah. an expert on this. I have more questions than points on this. Straight up, I told you what my point was initially. That it's very easy to get emotional, like you said. Right. A seven a seven year old getting shot up in English class. Right, How, but, who sits there and so I guess here's my question to you: How can you take the emotion out of it? I, I get like the opium, the, uh, the, yeah. the opioid thing. Like, yeah. well, you know, if you're 16 years old and you choose to down a b- bunch of pills, you made that decision. If you're sitting in English class or during a nightclub, or you're sitting in Vegas. You th- you're not making a decision to take a bunch of pills. You're just living your life. So I'm asking you, like, how can we take the emotions out of this? How can we use more logic? And most importantly. What protocols can we do? Because I feel like it's before we're just you answer that, going in circles. Before you yeah. answer that, if you're watching this, you agree 100% with what Mike said, put thumbs up. If you disagree, put thumbs down. If you disagree, thumbs down. Explain why you disagree 
with what Mike just said the last five, six, seven, eight minutes. Go ahead, Mike. So, so to me, it's not about my level of expertise on firearms. To me, that, that's completely irrelevant, right? It, it, to me, it, it's 100% about I have the ability to remove the emotion before I start thinking of it, and that has to be self-regulated, right? Is that I, I can't make you control your own emotions, and that's the, one of the biggest byproduct, negative byproducts of cancel culture is that when you say that offends me or I don't like to see that or whatever, you know, what, what, what I don't understand how people don't realize is, is you are by default handing over the control of your emotions to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like that, that is a, a weak position to have, right? Totally agree. Right, and so this is no different to me is that, you know, don't, don't be spoon-fed by the media and just say, well, that's on TV, that's so that's what part. I should be worrying about. Like that's step one. Number two is, is think objectively about everything. Again, it, it, like I'm not a pool expert, right? I know how to swim. I'm, I'm not a swimming pool expert. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm damn sure not a brain surgeon, but I can look at data. And, and I think that really is, is kind of the crux of all of this is that look at data because data is not an opinion. It's not a gray area. There, there's nothing to argue about it is that this, this number of people died from this, this people, number of people died from that. And, and then just like, like ER nurses and doctors do is they triage is to say, okay, here are our 10 biggest problems in this country. Number one is heart disease. Let's talk about that because that's killing the most people. Again, it, it does not trivialize the fact that all these other people are dying from these other things. But if, if you're trying to get the most bang for your buck, it has to be done that way. And that can only, that can only be done by people that have the ability to regulate their own, their own selves that way. Politically speaking, um, like and we see here in another story, that they freaking run out of ammo. Gan- gun sales are up. And there's no, not, enough, not enough bullets to fill the guns. And you brought up, you know, under the Trump administration, we're not seeing as many sensationalized media stories. Well, I, th- I think, in the, here's my question, though. I think under an Obama administration, and certainly what we're seeing under a, a Biden forthcoming administration, gun sales skyrocket. Like, you talk about the industry. You brought up, like, how many people work in this industry and jobs and, and all that good stuff. Under Trump, sales have gone down significantly. Um, for, for firearms, for fire, yeah, it's it's it's. I, I would, uh, I'd love again. I, I don't know that when data, a Democrat I, comes into office, do you have the stats. You know, I, I mean, I, I would, I would. Do you have the stats because I have data right here. Over next the to over me. the last year, uh, gun sales have gone up significantly to the roof. Like you're yeah, talking exactly. about being sold out since, and, and they have since, nothing since the election. And by the way, here's what you got to be thinking about: two when, million guns. What, what's magical about this is he's saying end the online sale of firearms and ammunition. Biden will enact legislation to prohibit online sales of firearms, ammunition kits, and gun parts. The online gun and ammunition industry in U.S., statistically, mm-hmm. according to IBISWorld.com, is $2 billion market size. There's 2,473 businesses who do that with 12,326 employees who do that, 12,326 jobs who do that. So the question I got for you is, is a different question. I know what you're asking him. I want to ask you. Based on what he explained, and he reasoned with you, you you have the ability to reason. How are you processing the information of what he just said to you? No, I'm processing it very logically and and with math. Like you pointed out, the swimming pool example: more people die, more kids die yeah. in a swimming pool, um, you know, than getting shot up. So, again, I started this entire conversation off with it's very easy to act emotionally in these but situations. Me, yeah, I mean, it's if you don't have emotions when kids get shot up in Sandy Hook, go check yourself into yeah, a doctor, but, buddy. But, but, no, but that shouldn't drive your decisions on how to fix it. Like, be but pissed so, off. But, but would you agree that something 
can be fixed? Like, for instance, no, the I big don't. debate after oh, yeah, Vegas yeah. was well, let me, let me the bump stock debate. Yeah, they, no, they stopped the sale of bump yeah, stocks, whatever yeah. the hell bump right, stocks right, is. Right, right, right. So, I mean, again, that makes that Type makes in bump stocks so people can, can see what it is because Adam needs to know what a bump stock is. Banning bump stocks yeah, and suppressors and, and a certain round of magazines, all those things do is make, and no offense, but may, they make people like you feel better about what their politicians are not doing. Mm -hmm. It's really all it is. And, and I'll tell you why is that. Air rifles, as an example, this is something a lot of people, even in the gun industry, aren't, aren't that familiar with, that are not serialized, they're not regulated by the ATF, but they have up to 50 caliber um, size uh, munitions that, that they can shoot with. Uh, th these are, you know, there's no gunpowder, you can make the bullets yourself. Uh, with a 3D printer or, you know, a basic tool and die shop, you can, you can machine these types of weapons it's completely unregulated, but it wouldn't matter if it was because they're all, it's like, uh, you know, the MacGyver doing shit in your kitchen is that all of these materials are readily available enough to be able to make them. And so that's half of it, right? Is, is that, you know, by trying to ban this stuff, it's, it's not going to fix anything. The other thing is that, you know, alcohol, right? Prohibition. Did that work? No, it didn't. Why didn't it? Because people decided, you know what, it's worth, even though I may spend 10 years in prison, I like drinking booze that much that I'm willing to risk it, right? I'm going to make some moonshine in my tub. Right. So, so, the but that's just, that's just gotcha. booze, right? So now imagine you're scared for your life. You've got a, a crazy ex or, or you live in a, in a neighborhood where, you know, it's getting shot up nonstop is that, you know, you're going to do what you have to do to protect your family. If, if you were to ban, and again, looking at data, if you want to ban something that's going to try to make an impact, you'd need to ban handguns. 85, 90% of, of all deaths related to firearms are, are committed by handguns. So nobody's talking about that either. That's by far the biggest market share in terms of, of people that, that die. But my last point is that let's just say hypothetically that you had the ability with an all-democratic government to, to ban every firearm in existence. You have to get rid of the ones that are already here, but also what you're going to do is create an, an immediate uh, overnight and, and incredibly lucrative black market for firearms coming through Mexico. Right. It's it's very easy to get. You want to talk about military weapons grade. I mean, they have explosives, they have rockets, they have grenades. They do some gnarly stuff down there. They don't you know, guns are basically illegal there. They have no problem getting all that stuff. Well, if they can get people and drugs in this country almost unfettered, which the liberal policy is about to change where they're going to going to have the gates wide open at this point. If you if you don't think that banning guns is now going to create uh, a, a cartel network that's now funneling weapons into this country, you, you are incredibly naive because it will, because they're businessmen, right? They, mm -hmm. they, they, they work in things that they make money in, not just drugs. So uh, to me, it, it's a lost cause. Can you do something about it? Yes, you can. What you can do is, is teach kids how to respect and operate firearms and also you, use a nuclear family setup to, to give kids some semblance of respect for life and, and respect for everything. To me, that, that is the difference between now and 70 years ago when guns were way easier to get a hold of. I'll tell you right now, 70 years ago, our, our grandparents didn't have gun safes. They didn't have fingerprint-activated you know, hand, handgun safes under their bed. They had shit laying around. They, yep. had, it, they had it in the under glove the bed, box. In the glove box. All over the place. But what they did is they taught every one of their kids to not mess with it the same way that I'm assuming. Do you have kids? No, not yet. All right, so I have kids. You have kids, right? Do you have a, a kitchen block with knives in your in your kitchen? Plenty. Do you have power tools in your garage? Plenty. Right. So do you let your kids mess with those, or do you teach them to respect them? Exactly. Could, could they kill each other with with the kitchen block? Twenty four seven. Could they grab a, a hole saw out of the garage and 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 punch a four inch circular hole in, in their brother's 
uh, cranium. Yes, they could, but they don't because you teach them not to mess with that stuff mm-hmm. and, and how to respect it. So that, that's what needs to happen. But by the way, it, it, you see, this this last 15-minute discourse, the entire country needs to, needs to listen to. This last 15 minutes. It's so powerful, this last 15 minutes, on the angle it went. And by the way, I want to continue on this because since we're already uh, uh, good mother, let me give a quick shout-out to good mother. She's given $20 twice. First was saying happy Thanksgiving. Second time she said the problem is the mommies in the government trying to take care of people and the daddies letting them destroy our country. Uh, that's what she had to say. And then we had another person that just came saying $5. Seriously, children, quit the soy boy nonsense. Grow up and become real men if you want adults to take you seriously. <laughs> okay, so that was by uh, uh, also good mother. She's still going at it. So let me, let me go back to what you asked. Good about mother what can, sounds like a, what, like what, a man. Uh, what we can, uh, uh, she actually is a woman. She sends messages on Instagram. She's probably sent you messages as well. Good mother, why don't you send a message to Adam so he knows who you yeah. are? Send so me you, an email. You asked, you, asked, you asked what we can do about it. You asked what we can do about it. And, you know, he said a couple different things. One thing you got to be thinking about is the following. What, like everybody here grew mm-hmm. up with a parent who had a, uh, uh, what's the word? Who had a, who was a stickler about something, right? Mm-hmm. What, what was your mom or dad a stickler about? What, what were they sticklers about? Like, it's the weirdest thing. Do the best thing. job like, possible. No, no, no. I'm no, talking about, okay. like, never leave your shoes outside, you know? Well, why are you leaving the soap over here? You know, oh, you yeah. have to do this with your... Turn the lights off. Turn the lights off. What else was it? What, what things did you have? What did Clean they, the freaking what, dishes, buddy. What did do your parents lose their minds over? What yeah. did your parents lose their minds over? Do you remember what it was? What was yours? Not closing doors. Not closing doors. Uh, waking my dad up when he was taking a nap. Waking your dad up when he's taking a nap. Because that was pretty crazy, right? What else is it? <laughs> Tell me. Turn off the lights. What do you have, Eric? Losing, losing, you losing. Every time I had to do a task, if I didn't do it right the first time, he would get really upset. He'd be like, "Do it over again, and don't ever fucking make me check it again." That's your do dad. Right the first Shout time. out to your yeah. dad, man. I, I like your dad already. Yeah. How about yourself? Anything you had? Because you're, I mean, you you come from a very loving family. But yeah, well, my, come, uh, don't run away when it's time to whoop your ass. Is my dad? <laughs> my dad was an aggressive dude. Beating, right? You're gonna take this ass beating. Here's the point. Do not run away. Here's the take point. Take it. The point, the point I'm trying to make to you is now as adults, mm-hmm. there are certain things our parents did that haunt us, okay? Yeah. My mom would say, she would say, if you bite your nails and you drop them on the floor, your parents are going to fight. Do you want mommy and daddy to fight? <laughs> my mom would say, if you chewed gum after the dark, you're chewing the devil's ear. Now think about this. Excuse me? Till I'm 42 years old today, right? I yeah. chew gum at night. I have to throw it away just because my mom told me when I was six years old, if you chew gum. After the dark, you tune the devil's ear. Who the hell says stuff like that? An <laughs> Armenian mother does is what That's they awesome. do, right? They scare the shit out of you. Yeah. What's the point? The same way our parents scared the hell out of us is what the media is doing. Whatever the media chooses, chooses to make their main MO to drive nonstop emotion out of you and I, mm-hmm. they're going to do it. It doesn't matter what it is. If it's to say, are you seeing what these people are doing with the guns? All it takes is one incident to say, this is why we have to ban guns. This is why we have to ban guns. I've never seen anything about pools. I've never seen anything about driving cars. I've never seen anything about knives. I've never seen anything about opioids. You don't hear it when he's talking about it. And I think the part that you made a lot of sense is the following. This, this is something, Adam, I think you ought to agree with. You have a show called Sauce Talks, Mo- Talks Money, and you do a great job with your show that you have Sauce Talks Money, okay? And you have certain principles, six principles, that got you from being a party guy in Miami mm-hmm. to being a millionaire okay, mm-hmm. in your 30s. And at those six tools, can those six things help anybody out? Can yeah. anybody learn from that? Agreed. Now, Adam, let me ask you this. How many kids in high school 
should learn those six things. Like, which one of those six things do you think they need to start teaching at ninth grade, eighth yeah, grade, seventh grade? All of them. All of them. Six all of them. Yeah, okay, so now watch this. Here's stuff that we don't learn about in school. We don't learn about marriage. We don't learn about what it is to be married to somebody that uh, you got married for the wrong reasons. We don't learn about taxes. Nobody tells us how to pay the least amount of taxes possible. All they talk about is rich people don't pay taxes. Why don't you teach me how to pay the least amount of taxes? Like teaching somebody how to get the least amount of speeding tickets or how to get the least amount of felonies, misdemeanors. There's nothing wrong with teaching me how to pay the least amount of taxes by going out there and starting a what? A business and having the ability to write off. They don't teach you about money. And they don't teach you about guns. Why don't you teach me about guns? Mm -hmm. Why don't you sit there and train me? My, my challenge would be if we ran a country, here's what I would want. If we're running a country, if we are running a country together, my ideal situation would be the number I would be tracking is how many people we have well-trained. I want well-trained kids. You don't want to join the military? No problem. You do have to take a gun class. You don't want to go into U.S. Army. I'm, I'm all about some boys that are undecided like me to go into military. I think it'll straighten you up, and it did to me. Army is one of the best decisions I ever made. You served the military. Thank you for your service. You were in the Marines. If I don't go in the military, I'm not Patrick B. David today. I'm somebody else. But if you don't want to go in the military, no problem. You got to take a 90-day course on how to use guns and how to use them properly and how to learn. Go learn it. Basic mm -hmm. stuff. Why? Because the more trained people we have, the better it is. When I got my license, driver's license, we take a what? A driver's license course. You get a permit, then you get a gun at 16, then you get a car at 16 years old yeah, if you choose to do, right? I think the, the stuff Mike talked about here were so powerful. The, the part that concerns me with all the things that we covered here today is there's been a – everything is now about messaging, right? You know how that one video shows – a hundred different news stations. They're all using the same script. You ever seen that video that yeah, shows all these different guys using the same script? So yeah, 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 they yeah. have a certain messaging board that goes says, guys, this is the line we're going to use. This is the line we're going to use, and everybody uses it, right? Okay. Buying back guns. We're going to pay to buy back guns. We're going to get rid of, you know, these semi-automatic weapons, which they have no clue what is a semi-automatic weapon, right? We're going to try to get rid of bumps. We're going to try to get rid of all this stuff. This is the, the consensus based on all the media that comes together. This mm -hmm. is what they talk about. And they say, here's what my question is going to be, what, what is really going to happen if they tr decide to push hardcore to do get guns back and buy them back? <clears throat> what do you think the people are going to do in America? Do you think they're just going to say, okay, cool, let me just give it back to them? Or do you think there's going to be a reaction? So I think there's going to be, it's going to be measured based on how into them you are, you know, for, for the average guy that has, you know, maybe a pistol and, and maybe a shotgun and is like, man, I don't want to get wrapped up into, you know, pushing the envelope and whatever, he'll probably turn them in. Uh, then there's going to be the people at, at the other end I of the agree. spectrum where they're fanatics about it. Uh, and I'll tell you myself as an example, like there's a few guns that, that I have that uh, aren't worth having anymore that if they said, hey, we're doing a buyback, I'd be like, sweet, here's the five ones I don't give a shit about. Mm -hmm. you, you can take them back and I'll take my thousand bucks or whatever. How many whatever. guns do you have, Mike? Enough. We'll just put it at that. But more than a few dozen. No, I, I'm not. Okay. I'm not a fanatic about it. I mean, I, I have a handful of pistols, a handful yeah, of sure. rifles, a handful of shotguns. But what do you think about these people that have 30, 40, 50, 100 freaking guns? Well, I mean, same thing with watches, with shoes, with vehicles, with houses. You know, to me, America should be this. It should be free. Right. And, and, and whether or not you think I should own anything is no more more your business than whether or not I think you should own whatever the hell you own. I, I don't care what you own. I think mm -hmm. you should own whatever you want. To me, freedom. And I've said this on a number of times. People are going to laugh. I think freedom is like being pregnant. 
right? And, and that sounds ridiculous, but the, the reality of it is, is you can't be kind of pregnant or mostly pregnant or almost completely pregnant, right? You, you either are or you're not. And, and with great freedom comes great responsibility. It's, it's big boy rules, and you've got to learn how to, how to manage that, right? But I, I would much rather live in a society where shit's dangerous, uh, you know, and people have the autonomy to make decisions the same way that I think kids should be raised is give them the ability to make stakes, mistakes. Don't micromanage them and, and decide everything for them because it builds resentment and it creates sneakiness. For anybody out there that has kids, the harder you are on them, what happens? They find a way around it the Rebellious. same way they do in prison, the same way they do in seer school, yep. the same way they do in boot camp. You know, what's, what's not allowed in prison? Cell phones, drugs, cigarettes, ass rape. Guess what happens in prison? All of those things. Damn. Right? So, so well, bear with me. Yeah. Right? right? We live in a society where, where we have elements of our government that are trying to say, we're going to control you as, as stringently as prison. But guess what? If in a prison-like environment, you can't keep those things out of prison where it's as controlled as you can possibly control a group right. of human beings, how on earth do you, do, do you logically try to reason with people and, and, and think that, it, that you're realistically going to be able to do that in, in a somewhat free society? It's not going to happen. It's the prohibition moonshine uh, right. analogy right there. Like when there's a right. will, there's a way. Right. Or let's, let's take meth, right? Methamphetamines. All 50 states, methamphetamines is a federal felony, right? Mm -hmm. well, except Oregon now at a certain amount. The other 49. All right, you with $300 at, at any gas station in any state within about 25 minutes, you can get a hold of some, right? Well, it, it's illegal. It's a federal felony. You'll spend a lot of time in prison if you have it, but it's still that easy to get a hold of. What, what makes anybody think that guns are going to be any different that way? Like if, if people are, are that, that into to drugs or to booze or to whatever it is that they want, ivory, you know, ivory's illegal. People have ivory, you know. Uh, I mean, it's just p pick anything that, that, is, that is illegal and, and show me where it actually doesn't exist. I, I, ch I challenge anybody listening out there, sh show me one area, prison or otherwise, where something is, is a, f a banned federal felony where with a few hundred dollars and, and a couple hours of your free time that you can't get a hold of it at anywhere in this country. In a democratic society, I assume you mean. I mean, obviously. Uh, even in a socialist or communist or, or, you know, take China, it's the same thing. You think black markets don't exist there? Like they run a way tighter ship than we do. Guess what? You can get anything in China, right? So, so show me even like nobody wants to live like China, but even in China, you can get anything there, right? Mm -hmm. So, so how are you going to do that here? You're, you're not. Human nature dictates that people will find a way. I'm going to use another Jeff Goldblum. No code. question about them. Life will find a way. This is this is now. This the, is Jurassic Park. You're bringing I'm, Jurassic Park. I'm doing Park it again. It. Maybe I got go. a thing for Jeff Goldblum. I, I think don't know. Uh, you had a Jeff Goldblum reference recently with your glasses. I did. Are you got, there's a resemblance. Yeah. There a little bit. yeah. No, 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 no. We're just, Pat's better with, looking with than the Jeff glasses. Goldblum. Yeah, where the glasses at? With the glasses, maybe somewhere. Well, listen, but go ahead. That, you were saying. No, but, but that, that's life will find a way. People yeah. will find a way. I mean, you know, human beings are the most ingenuitive species by a lot. That's why we're where we're at, right? But that, that applies to everything, not just for the good, for the bad. Look again, look at yeah. prison, look at gangs, look at, look at POW camps in Vietnam. Look at the shit that, that some of those guys were able to pull off, right? Being tortured every day, being, you know, chained to a wall, and they still managed to pass notes to each other. I mean, people will find a way around everything. It, it's just, you know, to me, the, the, the answer is... You know, it's the adage, you, you catch more uh, flies with honey than you do vinegar. Like, instead of trying to outlaw everything, teach people how to do it right. Mm -hmm. you, you know, I mean, and, and that's with everything. It's, it's not just with guns. It's with, it's with, you know, how to conduct yourself, like Pat was saying, like how to do taxes, how to treat, treat your spouse, how to, you know, how to do basic 
human yeah. things that you should learn how to do that people aren't being taught in, in uh, elementary and high school. Well, look, let me say, Mike, I, I actually listened. You know, I used the two ears uh, on my head. No, not emotional. I, we're, I, we're I, I, I took this this segment and this opportunity to learn something here, you know, <clears throat> uh, and I appreciate what you have to say. And it, it's opened my mind on this topic for sure. Well, I appreciate so, it. So um, much respect for yeah. laying out. By the way, good mother gave you five bucks and she said, Leave Adam alone. He's at least asking questions because he's curious. So I'm, good yeah. mother's on your side. Do you, you feel were, like I'm? Jumping I'm not on looking you? for sides. Oh I'm just. I'm God, trying to good be. Good mother the, is uh, you, trying to support you, you here, and mother. you're taking shots at her. And good mother, I'm not jumping on Adam. We're just. We're just talking. Do you yeah, feel like we're I'm doing jumping? good? No, not yeah. even a little bit. We're we're having a. By the way, but honestly, this respect. has been such great banter on this topic. But let's let's talk about what you were talking about off camera. Regarding when's the last time we heard anything about terrorism, ISIS? Why don't you why don't you talk about that a little bit? Well, I just I found it interesting that you know leading up to the 2016 election, uh, we were inundated with ISIS. You know, the the I mean, again, it's what the media decides to uh, to show you, right? And I, and I think that 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 speaks volumes, right? Is that you know a scared public, the 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 masses being frightened by something makes them tend to, to vote or uh, or at least have the opinion of certain people can handle it better. And I, and I think that that was probably a tactic. You know, it, it was pretty often where, you know, on nightly news, pick, pick a program where you would see, you know, a map of Syria, Iraq, and, and there's, you know, red and green versus, mm -hmm. you know, what, what ISIS holds versus not or whatever. And now four years or almost four years into the Trump presidency, when was the last time whether it's leading up to the election or even uh, in the last couple of years, where any of the media has ever portrayed any negative aspect to, to what's going on foreign policy-wise or uh, ISIS terrorist-wise, there, there's been zero. You know, to me, that, that, that's an interesting thing because the, the 2016 election, like most of, of what we were talking about going into it, and 2012 even more so, uh, you know, th that drove a lot of the debates, a lot of the policy, a lot of, you know, people's voting positions was foreign policy. And now it's 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 basically void. Uh, you know, the, the media is void of any foreign policy discussions whatsoever in the last couple of years. And, and, you know, to me, that that's worth talking about regarding ISIS, you're saying regarding everything. I mean, because there's there's been there's been attacks in France, you know, where terrorists have gone into into uh cathedrals and, and slice the throats yeah. of, of uh well that was very recent right and yeah and, or that was covered not I heard really all I, mean, about, I, mean, I heard all about that on, on what channel i mean that was out there a few weeks ago i mean, I mean I, out there on, on the how, ap how, for how, sure how much time was dedicated to that versus everything else that you hear i well let me just say this clearly i mean would you agree that isis and the caliphate was a way bigger problem in 2015 than it is now. Well, uh, I mean, I thought that was what I mean. And kudos to Trump. No, I mean, well, there's, he, there's, he there's, figured there's, it out. No, I mean, I, I, you know, I don't even know if it's necessarily a media thing, more than just no, for sure actual fact thing. thing, where we defeated ISIS. Well, let me let me ask you, know? you this: back or in, for the most part, back in 2015, how was your life impacted by terrorism, other than what you heard on the media versus now? I mean, valid point. I don't think any, most people in America are getting. Beheaded right. on right. the weekend, you know, in a right, but but uh, in an ISIS beheading. But just like however, the, but it was more prevalent, more rampant I, I five think, years ago. I think you was heard you heard about it a lot more. If if you think that there isn't still a bunch of terrible shit happening in Iraq and Syria and Kurdistan and everywhere else right now, it is. Dude, Mike, no freaking doubt. Was it was there drama going on in Afghanistan and Iraq and Yemen and is there still, still is. fights being going on? No doubt. 
But are you saying that over the last five years we've done nothing to defeat ISIS? No, we, we absolutely have. Okay. My, my point is is that what you're hearing about it, though, is, mm -hmm. is almost non-existent. The same way, what, what are the stats that, that now all of a sudden that you were like, holy shit, I wasn't aware of that, swimming pools, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. O opioid deaths. Th those are all things that have been taking place year after year, human trafficking, same thing. You haven't heard any about any of that. Th those data-wise impact our society and, and our children, the next generation, far greater than coronavirus does, you know, fr from a lethality standpoint. I mean, b I mean, hands down. Children, for sure. Right. So, right. But, but you're not hearing about that. You didn't hear about that. So is your that, ultimate point here, here that a lot of this is uh, Most media of is. Most of sensationalism? A hundred percent it is. Okay. You know, you, you would have known about 200,000 human traffickers. You would have known about 3,500 kids drowning in school. Why doesn't the media cover human trafficking? You brought that up a few times. Why I is mean, that not a topic? The, that doesn't seem like a political thing, no, I mean, topic. I mean, from my perspective, I think that there are enough people that are, that are in the, the hierarchies, uh, the upper echelons of hierarchy at some of these media groups that are complicit mm -hmm. to it because they're probably involved in it. Th that's what I think. Hold on, back up. Yeah. Unpack yeah. that last part. For uh, me. It's exactly what I said. T to me, I, I can't come up or rationalize any other excuse as to why th that with that kind of data mm -hmm. that nobody is saying anything about it other, other than the fact that, that they're at least okay with it. I mean, you, you tell me why it is. I, I would pose the same question. It, it, those numbers, I mean, look it up, right? It, it's on government websites, the amount of people that are trafficked. And in fact, I took a screenshot, uh, out, screenshot of it on the way over here. But is it, is it, are they talking about it? Let me, are they talking about it? Is it across the board? Meaning are they bringing it up more on Newsmax and OAN nobody, and nobody Fox versus no, CNN and no, I, MSNBC. I don't, you don't hear it on any of them. So it's not necessarily like if you're a liberal Democrat, no. you're into raping no, kids. But if you're a conservative, you're not like. No, which tells me. That, well, that, that, you're uh, saying that it's just up at the top. Tower, uh, power I mean, begets I, I don't all know, sorts of I don't know of how else activity? you would explain it. Is this QAnon stuff or what is this? I don't, I don't know anything about it. I'm not a QAnon guy. I'm not a, I'm not a tinfoil hat guy. I'm not an Alex Jones guy. To me, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm an emotional uh, patriot as it relates to, uh, you know, wh where my emotions get fed into it. That's mm -hmm. being passionate about this country. What is that tinfoil stuff with the QAnon stuff? What I don't know. Oh, I okay. mean, you're asking the wrong guy. Like, I, I legitimately, I don't know <laughs> I'm shit not, about I'm not, it. Okay, I got you. I'm not, I'm not. You know, by the I, way, I, maybe, maybe Adam needs to go on Alex Jones and they need to do something together. Why don't we have Alex Jones here on the I show one day? I think you and Alex would hit it off. I do think you think you guys, we can get Alex Jones around here? I think we just have to make a phone call. We just haven't made that phone call. What do we call? 1-800-QAnon? He shows up? How does that work? You, okay. I mean, I, again, say that I'd love to see the two of you guys go at it, man. It would be so entertaining. I have to a see lot of questions for him. I'm sure you do. Okay, Dow surges above thirty thousand for the first time as investors cheer transition to Biden administration. What a nice title that article says. As investors cheer uh, uh, to Biden administration, U.S. stocks jumped on Tuesday as a start of the transition to a Biden administration spurred another rotation to cyclical stocks. Dow Jones Industrial Roads about 30,000 for the first time ever. Boeing led the benchmark index higher, followed by Chevron and JP Morgan. The new record caps a benchmark rebound from the start of the pandemic when the overwhelming bearishness dragged the index as low as 18,213 in March. So, why, Adam, are we over 30,000 with the Dow? I mean, this is exciting stuff. I'm not going to get into the political. Do I think this is all Biden? Not, clearly not. Do I think this is a lot of Trump, some of Biden? Some of Janet Yellen, some of the people being uh, obviously stimulus. This is this is this was. How much of this you think is Trump, Biden, 
uh, uh, vaccine. Oh, vi vaccine for sure. What vaccine would you put at the top of the list? Why we're at thirty thousand? Why we're at specifically thirty thousand? Why we're at thirty thousand? First and foremost, I would put the vaccine trillions the of dollars that we pumped into the economy over the last six months for sure. That's okay. number one. I mean, number two. So vaccine. fake. So it's fake. Is what you're saying is it's fake that it's over thirty thousand. I'm so, saying that it's a little inflated. Inflated. Okay, fine. A little bit. Yeah. I'm saying stimulus. I'm sorry. I'm saying uh, vaccine. Clearly, if there were no news of a vaccine, let's not forget, COVID's still here, and it's actually getting more rampant and widespread throughout the yeah. country. I mean, they said in the fall and in the winter the numbers would go up, and that's exactly what happened. But the fact that who's there's they? been who's they who who said they people have been say, they everyone the media left yeah. and right yeah. okay um, experts Fauci whoever you want to put on that list right. they've been saying. Watch out for a second wave. We've, united, this, we've heard this a million okay. times. Um, does Trump get credit? Sure. Does Biden, you know, not spooking the market and picking super leftist progressives, Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren to be on his cabinet and going with a little more sensible, moderate veterans like Janet Yellen get credit? Sure. Um, do vaccines, uh, Pfizer, Moderna, AstraZeneca get credit? I don't think this is a one-man show, but most importantly thing, so if we want to give credit, credit can go all around. What I want to convey to the audience is beginning of the year, I'm not sure if you're a big stock market guy. I'm, I'm not like a massive stock market guy, but that's I'm, 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 I'm with it. I believe in the stock market and the power of compound interest. I, I'm a huge advocate of it. January, where was the Dow? The Dow was at 28, 29,000, somewhere hovering around that number. March, where did the Dow hit? March 20th. 18, 2, 18, 18, 2. Ridiculous. Where are we now in freaking Thanksgiving? 30 freaking thousand. So all of my Which investors. Which is exactly out there, what Trump said was going to happen. Okay. Yeah. So, Trump said exactly that the Dow is going to go above 30,000 before the end of the year. And they said, you're out of your mind. Well, he said that in April. Okay. Yeah. Well, he called it. Yeah. So, I mean. But I wonder, what I'm wondering is how much of it is. How much of it is vaccine? How much of it is Biden? How much of it is Trump? That's what I wonder. Because, you know, it's very hard to say, well, it's because of Trump. Really? Because, you know, what we said after, uh, uh, you know, Trump got elected and he won and Hillary Clinton conceded, what happened to the market the next week? Two Boom. weeks. Boom. It went right. up. And they said that when Trump got elected, the stock market would crumble. It and did it went not. up. It yes. went up. Yeah. Correct. So so what I'm trying to say to you is so. Yeah. If, if they say the credit is Trump, the market went up, mm -hmm. okay? But now this time around, they say Biden won. Now, it's obviously not over with, but if, you're, if Trump is sitting there saying, listen, we're going to work with you and start sharing resources, they're kind of heading the direction of saying, we're willing to share resources. Now, he's still tweeting away saying 92% of the uh, survey from Newsmax says that I shouldn't concede and I shall still hear, but it's Newsmax. Newsmax yeah, is, of course, zero credibility 92 not zero credibility. Newsmax is going to be one-sided. It's not about zero credibility. Right. It's like CNN is going to be one-sided. MSNBC is going to be one-sided. It's not zero credibility. It's what side they're going to say. It's like, what are your kids going to say about you? All good things about you. That's right? my dad, right? So, but at the same time, market goes to 30 thou after Biden gets, becomes whatever you want to call a president-elect. What, what, what are the investors saying? Are they saying... They're optimistic because it, it, it doesn't make any sense because the Senate's not over with. And mm -hmm. anytime all three is on one, like the point I'm trying to make, so many things are going on where trends don't add up right now. 
When I mean trends don't add up, you got a guy that goes campaigning, no one shows up, guys are showing up to honk the horn, 50 people are showing up, another guy is showing up to rallies, 60,000 people are showing up, 25,000 people have to be kicked out, and the other guy wins. It's very weird. And he breaks Obama's record, he breaks everybody. How the hell does that happen? And then now, we, we don't have fully results on who's the president. We don't have full results on what's going to happen in Georgia. There's so many uncertainties. What are investors excited about? What are they excited? There's no certain answers right now. Well, so, so here would be my my question is kind of a different angle to, to view it, and I don't know if there's a, a way to to analyze what these figures are, right? But if it goes from twenty eight, twenty nine thousand to to you know south of twenty thousand, and then in a matter of months goes back later, I would be real curious to know what the figure of four hundred one k and and low level you know just regular uh, investors you know what what the percentage of whale size market share uh, owners have now versus six months ago versus 12 months ago, right? So there was a huge transfer of wealth, you know, from, from my perspective. And, and I'd be curious as to, as to whose hands it, it went from, because it seems like the average everyday citizen got out of or, or lost their ass in a lot of these markets. And then now it was picked back up by, uh, by bigger guys. That, that's that's what I would I would suspect that there's at least some element of that to what it. What do you mean that the average citizen lost their ass? So so like the you know people that that see the stock market you know starting to crumble and, and they get rid of whatever and, and the stock market goes below twenty thousand and now all of a sudden uh, some of these guys. I mean I, there was a, one story of a of a hedge fund guy in New York that made like six billion dollars in in eighteen hours or something like that because he it, it goes yeah, down. Bill Bill Ackman. Yeah, I so, so it goes yeah. down to eighteen and now. These other bigger players scoop up all this, uh, you know, all this uh, market share at that, uh, mm -hmm. you know, at, at a much lower price, and now it's back up to twenty nine. Again, I'm not necessarily insinuating anything. I would be curious to see if there is a disparity or a huge contrast between what it was in terms of of the the breakdown, the percentage of how many different people owned certain shares at twenty eight thousand mm -hmm. a, a year ago what it went down to at, at six months ago and then what it is now and, and see what kind of difference there is. Cause I, I would bet that there's a difference. No valid questions. Uh, just a couple points. 55% um, of Americans own some sort of stock. So flip a coin, whether this even relates to you or not, meaning, mm -hmm. you know, wall street, if you're investing in wall street, you got some stock. If you're on main street, you don't, you don't have anything for one K stock, what have you. Um, you know, you brought up a point that I, actively listen to about not letting your emotions get the best of you when it comes to guns and listening to the facts. If you're an investor out there and you panicked and freaked and let your emotions get the best of you. I agree. In February and March. Yep. And, you, and you sold. Many Like did. Pat said that he knew many people, wealthy people, yep. that freaked out and sold. Six months later, the joke's on you, buddy. I learned this lesson in 2008 when every, I mean, I just entered the financial services world in 2006, 2007. I, I went from a broke-as-a-joke party club guy to I made six figures at 27 years old. I was like, holy shit, what do I do all this money? And I developed a save-that-money mentality because I saw everything around me crumbling, 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 crumbling. And then people were asking, how much money did you lose in 2008? I was like, all of nothing, because I didn't have any freaking money. <laughs> but I rode the Obama 10-year bull run, and then which, you know, obviously a Trump bull run, you know, coupled that. And I learned my lesson that if you're going to invest... This is a long-term game. If you're like a famous line is you only lose if you jump off the roller coaster. Mm -hmm. the, 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 the roller coaster is going to go up. It's going to go down. It's going to go left. It's right. You're going to get whiplash yeah. and all that. You only lose if you jump off. 
So, you know, I'm very, you know, 80, 20 stocks to bonds. But as you get older to all our older listeners out there, I would encourage you to just take a more, you know, balanced approach and not have 80% stock and freak out that your retirement's gone. Have a little more stabilizing force in bonds. 100 mi minus your age. 100 minus your age is the formula. 100 minus, minus your age. Okay. So if you're 40, what are you saying? 60 equities, 60, 40, 40. Okay, so a little bit I'm more a little more aggressive. I'm still 80-20. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. But point is 80-20, yeah. 20-40, whatever. Your age matters. Your age is a thing. So the Bill Ackman thing that you brought up, he placed a bet. You know, this is the you know the big short movie. We all saw that. You know, he basically shorted the economy. He told people that hell was coming. He made a big bet on the economy. He's doing another one right now. We covered that earlier. Um, What's my point? What's my point here? You talked about emotions. I let the emotions get the best of me in the gun debate. I try not to let my emotions get the best of me when it comes to the economy and the stock market and, and, and my money. So We love you being emotional, Adam. It's just, you know, you, you, you're an emotional human being and you know, you're not a robot and we love you for it. Thank so you, that's just, thank you. that's all there is to it, man. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, 30,000, we'll see what's going to happen there. I mean, the question now becomes, over the next four years, is it going to hover around 30,000 with the Biden administration mm -hmm. or is it going to get close to 40,000? Where do you what's, think it's going to go? What's more likely? Yeah, going, let's hear about it from the comments. What's more likely, going to 40 or hovering around 30K? In my opinion, if this vaccine comes out yeah. and there's a one more stimulus package yeah. that happens you know, in January, yeah. I think we're going to enter the roaring 20s. I really do. I think vaccines here... COVID's in the rearview mirror, whether you agree with Biden politically or not. What's changing, I think, though, to go into roaring 20s? I that think, becomes I think, a question. Okay, what, listen, is the, what is the difference? Okay, so a couple of things. Yeah. I think Obama set this trajectory after 2008. Obama think, didn't set a trajectory. You have to realize when you keep saying Obama set a trajectory, Obama came right after a stimulus package. No, no, no. Recession, Obama, you mean? Obama came after 2008, 2008 where the, the mortgage bust, the boom, whatever bubble just took off and mm -hmm. all these mortgages in America, no income, no assets, big short, the market took a massive hit. All you had to do was just to make a couple right things for the market to come back up. Market's not going to go to 4,000, 5,000. It was only going to come up. So it's not like it was a... Obama uh, economics, like a Reagan, uh, Reagan economics that the market's going to come back. Economics. No, it was just coming in, doing a couple things, and the market came back up and not ruffling the feathers, so and it came back up. You're I saying don't, Obama doesn't get credit, but Trump does? I'm not saying Trump or Obama. I'm okay. just saying what Obama did wasn't a... Obama never met with Paul Ryan, the guy that was running his finances. Obama never sat down and had a conversation. He did it one time, and, and, and Paul asked him a couple questions. They never had a meeting again. Paul's like, Obama never meets with me. So Paul Ryan in the House, you Yes, mean? Obama wasn't a person that was about economy. That was not Obama. Obama's not an economy person. Okay. Obama was more of a you know person that gave you a sense of, okay, he's there, he's by himself, he's poised, he's, you know— Good on the the news, the way he speaks is calm, it's, it's relaxes mm -hmm. you when he talks, you know, he doesn't kind of feel like the end of the world. Trump gets on and speaks, you're thinking we're going to go to war, and we never went to war. Obama speaks, you're like, we're not going to go to war, and we won't war. There was always conflicts taking place. I'm asking you under Biden, there's still a lot of things that we forgot about that were issues a year ago. Brexit was still an issue. Brexit mm -hmm. is still not done. China's still an issue. The tariffs are still an issue. Iran is still an issue. Russia is still an issue. Venezuela is still an issue. Oil is still an issue. Debt is still an issue. $24 trillion national debt is still an issue. Obamacare is still an issue. Tax is still an issue. 
all of these things just disappeared and they were under the blank, you know, under the rug mm-hmm. because of a, a pandemic. This is all coming back. So if all this stuff is coming back, you're saying the next four years it's going to go to 40K? I'm saying, I, I'm not saying 40K, but what I am saying is all those issues, you know, go back 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Those are issues. There's always think, issues. I don't think they go back. 20, all, I'm I don't saying think there's always 20, issues. 30, 40, 50 years. Whether you're talking Russia, whether you're talking China, whether you're talking communism. No, like, I disagree. What do you mean? No. 20 years, China was a big issue? Absolutely well, not. China Russia was a nobody 20 Russia years ago. Russia was prior to that. Russia was. Of but, course. But you were talking Russia was. Today you got 50 things in the suit. So you're saying there's more issues now than there were 20, by 30, a mile, years ago? By a mile today. And, and, and at the same time, add all of that stuff. With social media, the entire conversation you had with Mike has been what? How do you control your emotions to not mm-hmm. add social media to it, which means our emotions are at the highest level nonstop. Mm-hmm. So it's not, you know, sometimes when pre-social media, we were like this. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe what they said. And he went back to regular life. You didn't, che- you didn't check the news 150 times a day. Today you check the news 150 times a day. It's called checking Facebook. Yeah. So, 150, so your emotions 20 years ago were like, oh, my gosh. And you come back then. Now it's like, oh my gosh, what you you go oh, go 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 to sleep. Oh my goodness, <laughs> that's what that's what we're going through right yeah. now. So you add all of that stuff together. I don't know. I'm just curious to know what's going to happen over the next four years. Closer to forty, are we going to dip down to twenty five? Are we going to stay steady? Are we going to print more money? Is it going to be fake market going up, more stagflation? Powell said he's not lowering interest. He's not raising interest rates. He's going to keep it at negative, you know, zero percent, which means till twenty twenty three rates. Mm-hmm. Home property value is probably going to stay the same. They're going to have to eventually raise the interest rates. When they raise the interest rates, what's going to happen to real estate? Economy has to take a hit. Yeah, There has to be a hit to be taken. You can't go 0% interest rate from Powell for the next 20 years. That's fake economy. We have a fake economy. So, it, it, And Powell said it six months ago that he's not raising the rates till 2023. Right. What does that mean not till 2023? So I, I, I don't know. I, I My guesstimation is that not a lot is going to change and shit's going to hit the fan in 2024. I think the next couple years is not actually going to be crazy. I think the next couple years is going to be relatively the same. Maybe it's going to go up a little bit. Maybe it's going to go down a little bit unless we have another massive crisis. But I think 2024 is going to be a scary well, year. Let me ask you this. Thanks. Man, you're going through water today, dude. You're making me thirsty. All right. <laughs> That's what the soy boys will do to you. Um, <laughs> let me ask you this. Yeah. Hypothetically speaking, COVID, here's my opinion that I'm going to toss it back to you guys. COVID never happens. Yeah. Right? The Dow was at 29. It would have been at 30,000 already. Sure. For sure. Trump, in my opinion, without COVID, would have probably been reelected. Okay? In my opinion. He sure. Would, he, would have, he would have beaten Sleepy Joe for sure without COVID. I think between uh, COVID, the media, and just Trump tweeting, um, an interesting he, question. He, he was going to he was going to lose. Do you think Biden would have been the candidate if COVID hadn't hit? I think Biden would have been the co would have been the candidate. I don't think there was anybody out there that could beat him. I don't think Elizabeth Warren was doing it. I don't, as much as I like Andrew Yang and some of his stuff, I don't think he was winning. I don't think uh, Bernie was going to. You know, yes. I, I the answer is I think Biden would have been here. But the point is, Trump clearly lost. He's going to be moving on. My point is this. We would have been at 30000 Trump would have been here. Um, we wouldn't have had this stimulus package. In your opinion, if Trump was still president 2021, where would have that have gone? Because those issues would, are still going to be there. China, oh, I everything would still disagree. be there. I don't disagree. I, I absolutely don't disagree. But I think what would have happened is the following. I think the moment Trump gets reelected, 
China would have sat there saying, we have to now negotiate with this guy because we cannot handle four more years. Mm -hmm. We got to go figure out a way to sit down with this guy and get these tariffs under order. What does he want? Let's negotiate with them. Number two, I think if another four more years, Iran's economy couldn't handle it. There's no way in the world Iran's economy can handle four more years of what they've gone through. They would have to come up and say, let's do something. What the Iran's economy did is saying, just hang tight till the next election. This guy's going to be out. We'll be able to get what we want from U.S. And it's going to be Biden. Hopefully, if it's Biden, we'll get that $150 billion. Everything's going to work itself out. Just be patient, right? So those two would have to negotiate with Trump. Now, they don't have to. There is no urgency anymore. Remember, Reagan gets elected. What's the first thing Iran does? Releases who? The hostages. The hostages. The day, the moment he gets elected. And who does Reagan give credit to? Carter. Carter. Right? He gives credit. Well, you gave credit to Carter, did you not? I never gave credit to Carter. But Reagan gave credit to Carter, meaning Reagan's trying to be the guy that's passing the tour, he doesn't want to say, hey, I'm the guy they're scared of me. Of course they were scared Reagan was going to do something, mm. and Reagan said, I'm going to attack you. But he says, listen, I'm going to give it to Carter. It's all good. He did the right way. He won Carter's people over, got 49 out of 50 states. I think right now the leverage, the urgency, if Trump was elected, a lot of those guys are going to say, oh, my gosh, if this guy's going to be here, dude, we got to figure out a way to get along with him. Send somebody to go meet with them. Send somebody to go meet with Pompeo. Send somebody to go meet with uh, Pence. We have to do it. Urgency officially went down to zero. There is zero urgency today for those guys to have to do a deal today. And by the way, here's the other part. Every time Trump said, Powell, you got to keep the interest rates lower. You got to keep the interest rates lower. I've never been a fan of that. I've never been a fan of that. When it comes down to taxes, here's my philosophy with taxes. What do we owe? Well, do you want to delay this for next year? You want to pay it off this year? What's it looking like? Like this. I'm going to have to eventually pay this $400,000? Yes, paid anyways. Paid right now. Paid right now. Paid right now. Let's get out, knocked out of the way. I don't want to delay headaches of future. I want to get it knocked out of the way today. It's just my philosophy what I do when I go through taxes. <clears throat> now China, Iran, all these other guys are saying, we're fine, guys. Don't worry about it. These next guys are going to work with us. They're not like Trump. They're going to work with us. We're going to get exactly what we want. And they are. China's going to get exactly what they want. So temporarily, market may do well. Long term, China got stronger the next four years. Iran got st gets stronger the next four years. Russia got stronger the next four years. Temporarily, they took a hit. But uh, you're officially seeing China is going to come make a comeback of being the talk of town. And do you really think they're going to take them to the tribunal and hold China accountable for what they did with the coronavirus and releasing it to the world? What do you think is the percentage of U.S. led by a Biden to go hold China accountable? What do you think it is? Well, if, if he includes allies and uses multilateralism, like uh, General Mattis said to use rather than America first, yeah, I would hope that the world would do this with allies together rather than trying to do it alone. Do you actually hope, think hope, Biden's going to go out there and encourage other nations to go up and hold China accountable? Let's, do you, see, let's see if Biden's well, got some you, balls. Let's, let's see. see. Do you think he's going to do it? Are you leaning towards yes or no? I mean, obviously, I don't think Biden is a tough guy, and I don't think he's going to, like— Hold, you know, but let's give the guy a shot. Let's see what he does. Do, but do but I yes think no. he will? Do, you think do I think he will? Yes. I'm not sure. I don't. Okay. I, my, right, that's a fair answer. My gut isn't saying sure. he's going to go get him or he's not going to do it. I would yeah. hope he does, and I hope the world would join up as allies. Well, by the way, if you're watching this, what do you think is going to happen? If, if you think that Biden is going to hold him accountable, China accountable, put thumbs up. If you actually think. If you think Biden's going to make China stronger put thumbs down. If you think China's going to be stronger, put thumbs down. If you think he's going to work with uh, China and hold them accountable and take them to courts and get all these other countries that are disappointed with them, like India right now that comes out and India says, 
were banning more Chinese apps as part of its digital campaign to pressure Beijing. Indiana bans 43 more Chinese. India bans 43 more Chinese apps in New Delhi's latest move to pressure China in the online industry as tensions fester following a deadly border clash between the neighboring countries. India's Ministry of Electronics and Information Technology issued an order citing growing concerns about data security and blocking the Chinese apps, effectively restricting China's access to one of the largest and fastest growing online markets in the world. Tuesday, Tuesday's actions bring the total number of Chinese app bans to India to more than 170 apps have been banned in India. 170 Chinese apps have been banned in India. The bans are what some Indian pol- politicians have called a digital strike against China after a June clash along their disputed border in Himalayas killed 20 Indian soldiers. So the, the point I'm trying to make to you is, do you think these guys are going to come out and they're going to say, no, China's been trying to abuse their relationship with America. They've been trying to get all this intel, you know, all these made in China plan, which one of their plans was to come in, infiltrate, we'll invest into your business, but you got to give us all the rights to your technology. And if we recreate it in China, you want zero of it, it's ours. So give us all your inventory of what you're creating. This is what their plans have been. You think Biden's going to hold them accountable? I highly doubt that. I think China's celebrating right now. I think China's celebrating right now. So short-term victory, long-term loss is what I see for uh, what I foresee taking place there. And uh, by the way, if you're listening, I'm not telling you the market's going to take a hit. I actually think market's going to go up the next couple of years. I don't mm-hmm. think market market's going to take it. My prediction is the following. My prediction is cases are up. Cases are up. I may be wrong. Cases are up. Cases are up. Cases are up. Boom. Inauguration. Cases are down. Record-breaking cases are down. California has made the turn. You know, New York has made the turn. The Biden administration approach to the way the pandemic is handling is look at the confidence in America. And the market's going to go up. And if they sustain this market going up the next couple of years and in 2024 re-election time, if Powell continues the 0% interest rate, the market's not going to take a big hit. If there's not a big strike, they're probably going to be a re-election. I don't know if it's going to be Biden. It could be somebody else coming into office, whether Kamala takes over, because I don't know if we can have an 82-year-old president. And we don't even know what's going to happen with this health. A lot of people are comparing a Kamala Harris to a Lyndon Johnson type of person where, you know, John F. Kennedy's no longer with us. Biden's no longer going to be with us. Kamala's going to be the president. And then maybe her intentions are going to be to drive a little bit more progressive. We don't know that. All I'm saying is I don't think there's going to be a crazy thing happening to the market the next couple of years, I do see the numbers, the data, the fear tactics of COVID going away effective January 1st. That's my and, prediction. And what part of that has to do with the vaccine? A big part of that has to do to say America's calmer, more civil, less rights, less protests. And you're going to see videos of showing Trump administration, look what happened to the streets. You're going to show Biden administration, let's go on, what's going on in the streets. But what they're not going to show is they're not going to say Trump's administration Here's what happened in the streets. The folks on the opposite side riot, loot, hurt businesses. But on this side, when they lose, the opposite side doesn't go right and loot. They just take the loss and they say, we can't stay. Just don't take our guns. Leave us alone. We'll go about our business and we'll come back. I think that's what's going to be shown in America. The average voter that's in the middle is going to say, dude, I don't know what the hell is going on. But all I know is when a person like on Trump is a president, there's rights. When a person like Biden's president, there's no rights. And I'm more comfortable. I just want my kids to be safe. This is why I like it when a Democrat's in office. I think that messaging, if the marketing is right, you're going to see a lot of that messaging taking place in 2021. Again, I may be wrong. I'm simply making a prediction of what I foresee taking place in 2021. Are you still at, are you still at 5%? I am. Uh, uh, but that 5%, Adam, 5% too. I would never take a 5% bet. 
5% bet to me is like, it's done. Mm -hmm. But my 5% bet is Sidney Powell, Giuliani. If they have anything, show the damn thing already. Yeah. But I will tell you this, and I told you this the other day, and I'm not changing my position. If you lose, there's nothing worse. Like we teach our guys because we have, we have a very competitive environment. You've seen it. Of course. But prior to conventions, I always teach our guys one message, and I've been doing this for 18 years. I talk to our guys about how to lose. I talk to them. Specifically when I know who's going to lose, I will talk to our group and I say, let me explain to you sore losers. Let me explain to you how you're supposed to lose when you lose. And I'll show a video. I took our guys to breakers and I showed the last dance. I said, look how Jordan lost to Detroit Pistons. Mm -hmm. Look how Isaiah Thomas lost to the Chicago Bulls. That guy didn't make it on the dream team because of this guy. If you lose, lose. If you lose, don't bitch about it. Just move on. I hope, fair for what he's done up to this point, Trump, voter fraud, all this other stuff. Fine, fair. If you think that's what's going on, fair. But I hope when it's final and it's done and it's lost, I hope it's we lost. Let's see what we can do the next four years to compete. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't do that, it, is, it doesn't look good on your legacy. If you lose, you lose, man. And by the way, you, you have to realize, policies-wise, which we think I'm leaning towards, policy-wise. You think I'm leaning towards a Biden administration policy to make China stronger? What, what do you think I'm leaning policy-wise? What we do know. you think? Okay, yeah. I'm pretty public about it. I'm yeah. not holding I'm a capitalist. Yeah. I want small businesses to have some protection. Mm -hmm. I want them to be fine. But at the same time, if you lose, you got to make your move. If you don't, it's not a good, good uh, look for you legacy-wise. It's not a good look for you legacy-wise. Yeah, nobody likes a sore loser. Uh, back to the point of, uh, you know, what's going to happen. I, I do really think that so much of it rides on the Senate race, though. Uh, in terms of the general public, that's not... No question about it. You You're know, right. Because the general public, to your point of, you know, well, Biden's in office, everything's calm. That That's the, the hood ornament or the peacock feathers that, that you know, 85% of society that doesn't watch news 24, uh, 25 hours a day uh, you know, realizes. And, and so that's why I think a guy like Biden wins versus Trump. I mean, it's it's no different than, say, going into a, uh, a a brain surgeon's office. You know, you got one guy that's this nice, calm, smooth talking, you know, makes you feel super comfortable about the surgery. And then this next guy, his hair's on fire. He's talking about how dangerous it is, you know, but let's just say hypothetically, the guy with the hair on his fire, guy with his hair on fire is, is a much better surgeon. You're going to feel more comfortable with this other guy if you don't know shit about surgery. Mm -hmm. I think that that's happened largely here is that most people just want to be put at ease. Where, where that only works is if the Senate remains in Republican hands, because a lot of the protections you're talking about maintain that status by, by having a split government that way. If, I agree. If, if they don't, I then, then I, I can see. So to me, like, I agree with your assessment. If it stays that way, I think the market will go up because everybody's like, shit, Biden's doing a great job. Everything's good, you know, because there's you, that. You think if it's all three, market takes a hit. I do, yeah. Okay, I so do. so I don't I don't disagree there. I don't disagree with you there. Uh, but but my, my perspective is more coming from the optics of how the media is going to sell it regardless of whether they have all three or two out of the sure. three. Yeah. I think the way it's going to be sold is, look how peaceful America is. You know, this whole America first, now it's more, you know, America's back and... What's really back with America being back? Is high taxes back? What is back? All, is going back to war back? Is it sending our troops back to war back? What is back? We're going to find out what is really back. That's what we want to know what is back. So I don't disagree with you there. By the way, if you're watching us here right now, um, recently uh, somebody came up to us. And, and 
we get uh, uh, sponsors that come up to us and they say, Patrick, we'd like you to sponsor us and all this other stuff. And Adam will go through, me and Mario and Adam will sit down and we'll say, no, 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 no. 90% of the time, what do we say to people that want us to sponsor them? Thank you, but no thank you. 90% we turned them down. But this last time, I was, I'm totally surprised that I'm saying yes to this, just so you know this. So these guys come in and, and, and uh, Adam says, Pat, there's this company called Hawthorne. And I said, who's Hawthorne? He says they're shampoo, uh, they're hand wash, they're face wash, and this hand cream is for Adam. I haven't used this yet, <laughs> but the soap and all this. I said, just take this home and see what you can do with this. So I took it home, okay? This was about a month ago. I took it home. I said, okay, let me see what I'm going to do here. First day, I didn't use it. Second day, I didn't use it. Third day, I didn't use it. Week later, Adam asked me, Pat, have you used it yet? I said, buddy, I'm going to get to it. So finally, I use it, Okay. The day I used it, what did I tell you the next day? I love this I stuff. didn't just tell you I like it. I'm like, yeah. I'm in love. I've been using it every single day. I use their soap every day. I use their shampoo every single day. I use their body wash every single day. And I use the face cleanser every day. And then they have the, uh, the what do you call it, the hand wash when you're waking up washing it. It's incredible, the product nice. that they have. This has been featured on GQ magazine. It's been on Forbes. It's been all over the place. And uh, I'm, I'm a big fan now. I can tell you when I tell you I'm a big fan, I'm not just telling you this I'm a f big fan because I'm selling this. I'm a big fan of their product. They even have a system where you go on their site and you take a quiz. It's easy. It's quick. It's fast. Based on the quiz you take, they customize what kind of products you use, soap, shampoo, whatever it is. They customize it and they tell you this package is for you, that package is for you. If you've not done this yet or if you've not seen Hawthorne yet, they're verified all over the place. This is a brand that's a very well-known brand, Hawthorne. Uh, if you guy's can, pulling it up right Yeah, now. if you want to pull up the site. If you go to Hawthorne.co, not .com, Hawthorne.co, C-O, Hawthorne.co, go check out their special offers that they have for holidays. And I'm just telling you right now, I am officially a fan of Hawthorne. I love their products, not just one of them or two of them. I highly, highly recommend you go check these guys out. At Hawthorne.co, C-O, Hawthorne.co. Kai, let's put the link below, both in the description let's side and the in the comment scent, section. Uh, hands, hand cream. And the smell, by the way. You know, sometimes you get these scents and they're terrible. This thing smells actually really good, and it's manly. Even a... Uh, Could give that a shot, though. This here. I get some hand... I I've never used hand cream in my life, Let me tell thanks you, dude, to This Hawthorne is the fact that we're doing this on Hawthorne. <laughs> I hope you see this as we're going above can, and beyond. Can you hear that? Can you hear it? Yes. This is the manliest dude I <laughs> the know. The last here. time no, no, I put I'm, hand cream. I'm moisturized. You know, but what does it smell like? It smells like a spa that you go it to. It smells like very spa-like, yes. Amazing spa-like. Can I be honest? It yeah. smells a little bit like a French whorehouse, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> There you go, buddy. But you've, what, so, you've used what? The shampoo, the conditioner, the deodorant? Adam, I yeah. use it every day. Wow. And, I, and I'm a tea tree guy. And yeah. I've hooked, I'm, I'm hooked on yeah. these guys. I'm just telling you I'm a big All fan of right. Hawthorne. We'll get, we'll get you great, some more products Great from job for the product you're making. Yes. We're proud to have partnered with these guys. And uh, 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 you will hear more about these guys as we continue. Yeah. So that's a shout-out for Hawthorne. Anyways, let's continue. So we've covered a lot of different things here now topic-wise. Let's talk about this whole Biden transition moves quickly after Trump agrees to share resources. Transition officials started reaching out to agency officially Monday night and migrated president-elect's uh, transition website over to the government service. Washington president-elect Joe Biden is moving quickly to take advantage of government's resources for his transition to White House after Trump administration ended a 16-day stalemate and announced its intention to begin cooperating with his team. Mr. Biden's advisors are making plans to meet 
with career officials at executive agencies to review hundreds of pages of briefing materials and get up to speed on the inner workings of the federal government. Transition official began reaching out uh, Monday night immediately after they sat down. They said, we're willing to work with you guys. So what are your thoughts? Is this a sign of it's done? We're conceding. I mean, come on. Uh, I'm asking you. Look, in my opinion, Trump's going to be on his deathbed at 90-something years old saying, we won, they stole it from us, it's fraud. That's my opinion on Trump. I think he is a sore winner and a sore loser. He talked about landslide victory, 306 electoral votes. Landslide, we ran her off the table, and now he loses by three. Same exact margin, very ironically, and he's calling it fraud and, and all that. So in my opinion, Trump himself will be tweeting the rest of his life that this election was stolen from him because he is ingracious in uh, victory and ingracious in defeat. And and there's certain things that I agree that with Trump that he's done, like you're seeing Middle East peace deals happen. Yeah. Much respect. I think that's happening because of Trump. So I'm not immune to the fact that Trump has done some good things. But uh, being gracious, not one of them. So... Clearly, the uh, what is it? The GSA, the General Services yep. uh, Administration, yep. has received notice that, like, look, bro, you can deny this to the day you die. It's time to move on. And what's happening is the country is moving forward. Elections are being certified in Pennsylvania, in Michigan. Things are happening. I'm getting paid my barbecue bets over here from a former Marine, Eric Galera. This was bound to happen. So. Um, to all my Trump friends out there, cool. You can go down with the ship, respect. But at some point, you know, Biden is going to be the president. And these are the first steps to, to implement that system. Yeah, so my, my take is it seems that way. But I will also caveat that with, you know, if there's one thing that uh, Trump is, is masterful at is making you think he's going to do one thing and then he does something else. Sometimes he's super predictable. Uh, I don't know if that's the case right now or not. There There is some of the elements of his behavior to me that, that are very unexpected. Uh, you know, not taking hardly any questions. The few times that he does put statements out, he's super calm. He's not saying much. You know, he still has some tweets going out that are, that are textbook him. But he, he's acting differently than, than I would have expected uh, given this case. Now, as it relates to the election, to me, I think the, the, the bitch of, of all of it is that there, there is a, a, a pretty significant group of, of people in this country that, that, just like you said, just doesn't add up. Like, you know, is that accusing or, or, or saying I identify 100% like this was a sham election? No, but it, it, it without question rattles a lot of the confidence in, in elections moving forward. And, and just thinking of like, like you said, I mean, it, it seemed pretty disparate in terms of the, the amount of support for, for Biden versus Trump. You know, and, and I travel a lot, you know, delivering dogs and working with departments and things of that nature. And, and and even during uh, all the Corona shutdown stuff, I was still, you know, moving around quite a bit. And, and you know, to me, that that's where you see a, a huge disparity between, uh, you know, Biden's support and, and Trump's support all over the country. It seemed like most of the country was was vehemently and, and uh, just adamantly behind him and, and, and were really, really charged up about it. And, and it was quite the transverse on, uh, on Biden's side. So to me, I, you know, I, I don't anticipate some crazy evidence thing. I, I really do think if they had something pretty concrete, it, it would be out by now. But, you know, I, I could be wrong. I mean, the one the one thing that's throwing me for the biggest loop here is him shit canning the secretary of defense and some other key people with no real reason to do it 
other than something that, that just doesn't really make sense other than, you know, he's, he's not going out without a fight like at some point. I mean, because that Secretary of Defense, the, the key factor that they disagreed on was over the summer was, uh, you know, quelling the George Floyd riots with the U.S. military. And his Secretary of Defense said, no, absolutely not. I'm, I'm against it. Trump was for it. As soon as, as the election happens and it looks like it's leaning Biden's way, now all of a sudden he, he shit cans him. Why else would you do that unless you had had a specific reason to with just a couple of months yeah, left? So, was that Mark Esper? Who was that? Yeah. So, okay. uh, you know, to me, that, that that's an interesting move. You so know, but, uh, allow me to speak of support. And what we've learned in this adolescent, uh, election is that, you know, just because some people show up or a lot of people show up in crowds doesn't mean you're automatically going to win. Okay, let me let me unpack that. Trump has received 74 million votes, the most ever in a loss for an election. Biden has received almost 80 million votes. So that's a 6 million vote disparity. Yeah. So, all right, it, it's not a million. It's not 2 million. I think Hillary Clinton won the general um, by, three, I think. by 3 million. Okay, so one of two things is happening. Either... Six million freaking fraudulent votes were cast somehow. Cool. If, if it's going to be proven, go ahead and freaking prove it. Uh, what's your face? Uh, Sidney Powell, you've been talking about the hype for months now. Go ahead and prove it. Well, weeks now. If not, at some point, just like, bro, we got, we lost. There's nothing worse than, I'm going to use a sports analogy here. Well, you know, we could have beat those guys. You know, we were on our home court. Our fans were cheering for us. The balls were deflated. And, you know, the ball, you know, <laughs> deflate gate. Well, the refs had it out for us. Tim Donaghy, your boy. Um, you know, uh, you know, we were on the second night of a back-to-back. -back, and it's like, at some point, the excuses, you know, don't add up. And you just lost, bro. There it is. You lost. You lost to Sleepy Joe. That sucks. He said it for weeks prior to the election. If I lose to this guy, I might just have to leave the freaking country. So I I, th I hope he should, I hope he stays. I don't think he needs to leave the country. But at some point, you can throw out the the fraud stuff and the fraudulent and the rigged and all that. At some point, if the evidence is not there, like you said, you just gotta you admit you lost. Yeah, there it is. Look, look I'm not. I'm I'm gonna tell you. For me, uh, if it's time to move on, it's time to move on. America's looking like a idiot to other countries around the world and are laughing saying look at these guys can't even figure themselves out and they're telling us we're not a democracy they can't even you know uh, concede or move on or find voter fraud all that other stuff now having said that having said that do i think something happened in this election adam i i i you, you keep saying things like well we keep saying the crowds and all this stuff that's not what matters give me one example that that's not mattered Give me one example of a person who won where 50 people would show up to this guy's rally. You give me one example where people, one example where the o Obama's going out there campaigning for this guy and still not helping him out. You give me one example. Pat, I've said this a million times. What, what, show me an example where what, crowds were getting together or not getting together during a freaking pandemic. What I'm trying to show. 1919, sure. What I'm, okay, what I'm telling you. Not in the last hundred years. Uh, how, Dude, about, how about the riots and the, and the celebration for Biden rallies? Why bullshit. did everybody show up? I think that them? was bullshit. Bullshit? When I what saw that. What do you mean that's bullshit? No, no, but hold on. No, the, the fact the day is that, that they, they showed the, up, though. The, the day that they, no, I think they were idiots. Right, but they still showed up. I'm not happy they did that. That's the hypocrisy at the highest level. I totally agree. And all the people said, when they were asking him, saying, what do you think about people well, this is emotional when you right. win. You know, people want to do There's this. There's super spreader you know, events, but, but no, then what the hell was that? That down. was a super spreader event. Hypocrisy at the highest I totally level. agree what with I'm you. What I'm saying to you, what yes. I'm saying to you is, my point is, mm -hmm. you can't have that many people excited to show up to Trump rallies that they showed up 
and then no one's showing up to the other one, but the other one wins by a landslide, there's something weird there. That's yeah. all I'm saying. I don't know the data. Well, I don't know what's going to on. Me, I'm to not me, saying, I'm, it, and, and I've seen yeah. all the videos on both sides. I've seen Sidney Powell and Tucker Carlson says, hurry up and tell us something. I agree. Either mm-hmm. show something or be quiet because it's not helping anybody. All you're doing yeah. is dividing America more. You got, and by the way, she's supposed to show something today with Pennsylvania, I believe. She's okay. oh, Georgia today. She's supposed to show, she was on Lou Dobbs Can yesterday. Can we talk about this Sydney Powell character for a second? Can we yeah. just like actually talk? So I knew that this chick was full of shit when Tucker Carlson called her out. When Tucker Carlson, who I believe is probably the best person going on conservative media, I don't know if you guys agree or disagree. I, agree. I, agree. I find him to be highly credible, obviously biased, skewed. He's mostly objective. I, I Again, I, I think he's the best person out there on conservative media. When he's calling you out saying, uh-uh, something doesn't add up with this chick, something was up. Couple that with the fact you have Giuliani, who, I mean, can we talk about what a fall from grace this guy has had? Well, you know, being featured in the Borat movie, you know, maybe, maybe not, you I know, mean, to his yeah. literally face leaking, but coming it, out there with conspiracy it, it, theories. It, but if that's the metric, then Biden is in the same boat. I mean, how, how many times has he stepped on his dick in the last six months? No problem. Big right? dick. Step on that thing. So, uh, <laughs> but the, 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 the most, you know, ridiculous thing. You're still getting that tattoo of Biden, you know, t- yeah. on the side of your neck, sniffing you. He's sniffing you. I'm going to get a Trump stamp I can totally on, on see my a Biden tattoo on the stamp. neck, sniffing yeah. your ear. He, he needs to have a mustache. A yeah, he's a diehard. Okay, um, so. But the fact that, let's not go over I, this. Who Who is she going after the most, by the way? The, the Sidney Powell. Who is she going after the most? She's not even going after Biden. That's not even, she, he, he's in the rear view mirror. She's going after a dead Hugo Chavez that's been dead for seven years now. And the next person she's going after is the governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp, who is a staunch Trump supporter, Republican. She's accusing him and the secretary of state in Georgia for fraud. She is a QAnon conspiracist, and she is throwing some ridiculous, baseless, conspiratory you things QAnon? out there. You, you've been dr- through dropping that word she's a lot. She's a QAnon lately. supporter. You, you, you've been saying she's a I QAnon I think QAnon cons- is a bunch of bullshit, and it's getting overhyped, yeah. and it's conspiracy theories. S- and these people are obviously you, you, uh, frauds. You're, you're dropping like let, let me let me tell you the one thing about yeah. one thing about that word conspiracy theory. That's yes, a, that's tell a, me. Tell me. It's not about me tell something. me. It's not teach me something. It's about you know the fastest way to shut up anybody is to tell them they got a conspiracy theory. It's a new method of doing that. Oh, it's a conspiracy theory, and then they'll use that on titles. Conspiracy mm-hmm. theorist. Dot dot dot. They use it against Rogan. They use it against Jordan Peterson. They. I did an event one time a year and a half ago. With uh, 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 Jordan Peterson, President Bush, and Kobe, media writes an article. Oh my gosh! You know these guys are having the right wing. All this. I'm like, Kobe Bryant's team's coming. What the hell is going on? Yeah. The President Bush, like, listen. This is what happens when President Bush shows up. This is what happens when Jordan Peterson. I talked to the guy. I'm like, why are you lying in this article here? He says, well, it's, it's they're willing to. T-. I'm like, you know what? I wanted to get to the lawyer side to say to get the lawyers involved. I'm like, no, we're not going to do that. What conspiracy theory? Every time somebody you disagree with, you can't just drop the word conspiracy theory. Here's How where many I'm at with her. I use conspiracy you theory? use QAnon a lot, which I, is yes, yes, I, and you, but, but, you accusing, a, but you said to him, I did not say that. Yes, you did. He says, "Are the you a QAnon time, guy?" And he says, "I let, don't even know let, what QAnon." Let's clearly air yeah. here before I, I'm uh, before there's a conspiracy theory on my conspiracy theories. The only time I have ever used the word conspiracy theory is regarding QAnon. Which is a conspiracy theory. You've used QAnon, QAnon a lot. Uh, there we go. Is Antifa a conspiracy theory? No, Antifa exists. But is it? Is it? A, are they pitching conspiracy theories? 
I don't know much much about oh, Antifa. Then maybe you should kind of look them up a little bit. Why? So is is the whole thing what Antifa does and BLM does? Is there a conspiracy against? I'm sure, there is. Okay, so what I'm trying to tell you is, if you're gonna do one side, it's both. I disagree. I look at it and say. BLM is unhappy about certain treatments. Fine, make your argument. Let's go talk about it. Antifa's anti-fascist. They think AOC is a capitalist. Antifa thinks AOC is a capitalist. Which is a joke in itself. Which is a joke, right? Right. QAnon's coming out and saying what they're saying. Prove it. Prove it. Okay, listen. There's a difference between what you're saying about Antifa thinking that they're they're anti-fascist and they're against fascism and, yeah, and Q, capitalism. QAnon QAnon thinks there's thinks human trafficking that, taking place okay, within powerful people that, in politics. That, that the Democrats or yeah. Hillary Clinton, this is Pizzagate, where the guy yeah. showed up to try to shoot up the freaking pizza parlor because they were thinking they were keeping kids in the basement. There was no freaking basement. They also think that uh, there's someone pulling the strings, the deep state, that Q is a person, and these pulling I don't, the strings, I don't disagree. and Trump I don't, is speaking I don't, in codes, I don't, and there's childs being I raped, and they're drinking children's I don't blood. Dis- I That's don't, a conspiracy theory. I don't disagree with you on whether they're right or wrong. But for me, to be honest with you, from my end, I don't mind somebody digging a little bit and trying to connect the dots and seeing if there's something there. And let us go do research, and if there is proof, if there's not, no problem. Okay. I, so I'm very Sydney comfortable Powell with that. Sidney Powell has how long to not be a conspiracy What theorist? have I told you about Sidney Powell? What did I tell you about Sidney Powell? Off the record. if she doesn't prove this shit, it's embarrassing as It's hell. absolutely yeah. embarrassing. Either prove it or stop saying anything. You're making the administration look like fools. To me, it's that way with all groups, right? Yeah. BLM, Antifa, QAnon, Sidney Powell. With every one of those, they're, they're making you know significant allegations. My take to all of them is, is I'm not going to believe any of you unless you show me the data and, and prove what it is that you're talking about. Show me the statistics that back up what you're bitching about for all of them, right? And, and if you don't have any proof, then I'm not interested That's in right. what you have to say. That's right. Just leave it alone. So if you. you if you got it, prove your point. If you don't, well, you don't. I think but, it's ironic that the day Can you prepare that one video, Kai, with the gym? Just prepare that video. I want to show that. Go ahead. The, you the think day that Sidney Powell came out there and she called out the Governor Brian Kemp, this is two days after Tucker called her out. And this was the day that Chris Christie said this is a freaking embarrassment. Yeah. Boom. Trump distanced himself from her saying, uh, you know, she's not part of our legal team. We're going to let her go. Yada, yada, yada. So at yeah, some point. But she point, was talking about people are getting paid and people getting paid on their table, all, all this other stuff. She's talking about Do, Governor Kemp, a Republican of Georgia, getting paid. Right. I know. So, okay. But by the way, let me ask you this. What if it's right? You don't think that happens in politics? If Do, it is. I'm hap- asking you, do you think it happens? We just found that Apple is giving away, they're asking for seven, what is it, $70,000 worth of iPads for four licenses. Mm-hmm. You don't think politicians are going around saying, if you don't do this, I'm not going to do this? No doubt. Do okay. I think it's shady as so hell? If, if, do I think Governor Kemp, who's been, again, I'm not a fan of Governor Kemp, who has been staunchly a Trump supporter, has sneak, secretly been taking money under the table, and he is part of this... Uh, Dominion what voting saying, software thing what I'm against saying, Trump. That seems if you a little far fetched. If you have proof, yeah. go prove it. If you Not don't, the time, buddy. If you don't, leave it alone. Yeah. If you got it. So if she says that, mm-hmm. she can't prove it. It's embarrassing. She's either it's, like the most informed, smartest person on the planet, or an absolute ridiculous person. There's no. There's no gray area there yeah. she's either completely and, but, but, correct. By the way, don't forget. Don't forget. Person. These people were getting on saying Peter Schiff saying. I know for a fact there was collusion with Russia. Don't forget, for a fact. What fact? The dossier was written by Hillary Clinton. What for a fact? Like you're, you know, the, the flip-flopping on the messaging is, 
the left, this is their master play of coming out and saying, I know for a fact this has happened, and I know for a fact there was collusion with Russia. No one's talking about Russia anymore. Silence. So, but I Peter think— Peter Schiff said that? You don't remember Peter Schiff saying that? You don't remember— the, Peter Schiff they, is a big-time capitalist, though, is he not? Not Peter Schiff. No, Adam Schiff. I'm sorry, not Peter Schiff. Oh, Adam gotcha. Schiff. Like, my my apologies. No, no, no. Okay. Adam Schiff. Adam, gotcha. They're not related. Adam Schiff. No, I'm <laughs> glad you corrected that. Yeah. Adam Schiff I'm comes up. What is going Adam on Schiff yeah. comes out and says what he says. The, the point is, my thoughts are, you got something on Russia? Prove it. Took three years. Nothing was proved. But this side kept saying, no, but there is. But there is. But there is. Three out of the four years of the guy's administration was wasted because everybody thought he did something with Russia that never happened. Three out of four years, every single time you turn it on, I know for a fact, 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 nothing was proven. So now when somebody does the same play that they're using, they're getting upset. But again, for me, both sides, left and right, this is the reason why I went from Democrat, Republican to independent. I've been in registered independent now for nine years. I'm a registered independent. It feels good to be independent, doesn't I, it? I love being a registered independent. I wish there was yeah. a third party. I wish there was, I think there's a big movement of people would love to have a third party. I would love nothing more no to doubt. have a third party get strong, but we don't, we're not there I'm yet. I'm shocked George Jorgensen didn't win the election. Well, she, she, she had a chance. She had she had a, a chance. She had a, she's got a good message, terrible marketing. My message doesn't change I could see you being part. a third party kind of a guy. Is that right? I don't know. I, I mean, I, the, the one thing that, uh, that I will say about whether it's me or anybody that, that – um, and I'm not putting myself in the category that, that has any business running this country, but – I think anybody that, that would be a good fit doesn't want to do it. They don't want to put their family through it, uh, you know, and that's that's what's keeping most of the people out of it. I mean, from my standpoint, anybody that wants to be a senator or above, that should automatically fucking disqualify you. Uh, I, I most think you have to be a narcissist to to want to go through that, to get to that, that position of power. I, I actually really like the, the way that I, I was on a grand jury here in a small county in Texas where, where one of my properties is at, and the way that they do it there very small, small county. There's a, a checklist of, you know, you have to have lived here for so many years, not a convicted felon, paid taxes, you know, just basic productive member of society stuff. And they take that pool and it's your civic duty to submit, I think it's five or seven or maybe 10 names of who you think should be on the grand jury in that county for a six month period. And so they tally all that up and okay, here are the 30 people that got the most votes. We bring you in, separate, you know, who, who's the best out of that to me. Like that's a, you know, in terms of wiping the slate clean and, and completely, you know, getting rid of, of campaign finance uh, crap and all of that stuff is do it that way is, is that, you know, part of your civic duty is that if you're elected, whether it's, you know, Congress areas uh, or, or even for senators or even in, in the highest spot in the land is, is that you're, you're nominated for it. Uh, I think that that's a, a good way to fix a lot of this stuff because to me, when, when every or almost every single Congress, Senate, any, any high-level federal politician before they go into office is worth X, and when they leave, it's 10, 20, 30, 50, 100 times that, that is a fucking problem. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and it's one that, that with that system in play the way that it is, all of the things that we're bitching and arguing about are never, ever going to change when, when that is the status quo in, in, in our entire political structure. Respect. Respect. Okay, why don't we watch this video here? By the way, a couple shout-outs. Yochunan Markovitz just Q gave $100. Maybe, maybe, because it's if you have $100 and hashtag uh, Trump 2021 is what he said. <laughs> okay, it's pretty hilarious. We got another $5. Jesse P.S., a good friend who did Pizzagate. He admitted it was a joke, but people still believe it. Guy gave 5 bucks, And then uh, Mary just gave $5 with a nice little emoji. I think that was directed to you, Adam. So having said that, let's take a look at this video. So here's the situation, which is 
a Buffalo, New York business owner who stood up to Cuomo's lockdown and sheriff and health department shows up and this is what happens. Kai, do you have it on 1.5? Okay, this is what happens. Take a look. We're asking to build your confession inside. I know your tax is here. You know, our tax dollars here and your guys' paychecks. But some of these people actually work for their money and they don't want to lose their livelihood. I've lost friends, I've lost family who killed themselves. I've seen clients die because they've lost their livelihood. I'm sorry to hear that. I know you are, and I'm just a pay I'm asking for you to guys have some compassion for the people that have lost everything. We do have compassion for people who Okay, well you need to go have compassion out in the parking lot. But this is private property. This is, this is private property. This is private property. It's private property. Listen, man, this is private property. They're not wanted here. So do your jobs. Well, her job is... Well, no, no, your job is to remove people that are not wanted here. You have a They're not. You have She's a hiding her name tag. She had a name tag. There we go. It's my name. They're just doing their job. There we go. You should all be wearing masks. How can you have masks on? Don't worry about my health. My health isn't your concern. You're meant to be wearing a mask. Okay, well, then wipe me up. It's a law. Okay, then take me to jail. It's not the law. Then take me to jail. Show me the law. Show me the law. You have to leave. You have to leave. You have to leave. Now you're trespassing without a warrant. You mean trespassing. You're not this is terrible. Go get a I've seen this happen to me. Right this is horrible. Go back, go back, go back. The sheriff seem like reasonable people. Where did you hear a report? Was it just heard by herself? Who reported it? Who reported it? You know what? I don't know. Yeah, it's anonymous. She's she's being very reasonable. You need to know your accuser. You need to know. You cannot be anonymous. You cannot be anonymous. You don't get to violate the Constitution. It does not matter. You don't circumvent or subvert the Constitution. That's the way it works. Call the news. Okay, Matt, you need to leave. Yeah, pretty intense. To me, the biggest problem with this whole closet right there at this point. They end up leaving, by the way. To me, the biggest problem with this whole thing is is the sheriffs, right? It's their job to understand what is is legal and not, and, and what what the protocols are. Law. Put a mask on. He says it's not the law, right? Yeah. But as it relates to warrant, private property, yeah. whatever, like it, it is a one hundred percent their job and responsibility to regulate that stuff. And those guys are just standing there with their hands in their pockets, having no idea what to do. But but let me ask you: Are they there because they they're they're there, or are they there because somebody told them go there? I, I mean, to me, I, I don't know, but it don't, it really doesn't matter. I mean, to me, to me, they should know how to how to deal with that. They should know, ma'am, do you have a warrant? No, you don't. Then you need to leave. Or she doesn't need one. Here, here is the the documentation that says yeah. that she. I mean, that's their job is to understand the law and enforce it. You know, so if those guys don't, how are citizens going to do it? You're going to see more and more of that stuff. As uh, I agree, as I agree that there's going to be more of that going on, Adam. Yeah, it's just sad to see. There's just everything a part of that. I mean, she is what I uh, what was as a government bureaucrat, right? I mean, who is she? She's just following the rules. She's just following the rules. Yeah, she, she's exactly. being ordered to go. She said, I don't even know who can complain about you guys. I'm just yeah. showing up. It's an anonymous complaint. Yeah. I don't know what was going on there. That, just, that, it's, it's sad to see that's even what's going on there. I, you know, I assume that those types of people who act that type of way are more in the blue lives matter category. Yeah, I would assume. So now they're kind of going against the sheriffs a little bit. So it's well, but the, the sheriffs what's the story aren't really with good that? Point. It's you a know, good point. But so are they? Well, you I mean, know, to me, the, the sheriffs aren't aren't doing anything though. I'd I'd be curious to get their take on it. But to me, the, the one of the issues that I think this highlights is the disparity between government employees and capitalists, entrepreneurs, business owners, etc. Mm -hmm. You've got a woman that 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 doesn't work for a business, so she's getting paid. The organization that she works for gets a, a certain budget, irrespective of how good of a job they do. Yeah. She has no perspective on what those people are going through, and she's ah, these are just the rules. 
you know, and, and one of the nice things about a lot of law enforcement in this country is, is the, the autonomy that they are given uh, in terms of discretion as it relates to giving people tickets or not. You know, and, and to me, that, that's a good example of where that can be exercised and it wasn't being exercised. But, uh, you know, again, to me, it's just the whole thing is unfortunate. It's embarrassing. Uh, you know, and I, like I said, I, I think you're going to see a lot more of that. And by the way, with, with this whole thing going on, you know, Cuomo's getting an Emmy. He's being awarded yeah, an that's Emmy that's for the way he handled. What's your take on that? Look, he, um, I think he said, this isn't for me. This is for uh, the people of New York that deserve this. If he actually, what he should have done is say, thanks, but no thanks. I'm going to decline this Emmy. This isn't a freaking show. I'm not here to win an award. I'm here to uh, save He would have won so many cool points with that, but he didn't. He took it. Yeah, it's up I in his house. It, right? I mean, do you agree yeah, with my Oh, my point gosh. Right that would have been amazing if we yeah. would have done something like that. declined it. Let's wrap up with this. L.A. County restaurants halt outdoor dining. A three-week halt in outdoor dining at restaurants, wineries, breweries, and bars in Los Angeles County. Appears to go set to go into effect Wednesday night as scheduled after withstanding multiple uh, challenges today. A Superior Court judge ejected a motion to block uh, the ban and motion proposed at the Board of Supervisors failed to receive majority votes on Tuesday morning. A judge dismissed the challenge to, de- to health order, et cetera, et cetera, meaning restaurants are now shut down for three weeks. So then the restaurant you and I went to with Shonda and Tom and Tikrin yeah. when we went to the place in Manhattan. Very cool And we place. ate a out, phenomenal outside, place. Outside, right on the deck. And when we went and ate at Rafi's place yeah. outside. My favorite place, Rafi's Both place. Both of those places are officially shut down. That's so funny. You can't do that. That's so messed up. What, how do you handle that? Now, I, I, I don't understand what the plan... This is outdoor dining. This isn't indoor dining, yeah. right? Just to be super it's clear It's outdoor here. dining. Yeah. Out, why would outdoor dining... Why would there be an issue with yeah. that? Is there anything proven that outdoor dining... <laughs> the, the whole point was to eat outdoors, right? I can understand if you're in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and it's negative 10 degrees, why you want to eat outdoors. If you're in Manhattan Beach, California, and it's 70 and sunny... Why you couldn't be outdoors? I just don't get it. It doesn't add up. This is an overreach by government. Uh, dictator Newsom is clearly in Garcetti. Your friends. Uh, this is this this is a travesty, and it, it really actually really sucks. I think it's twelve shades of wrong, which I'm sure that surprises everybody listening. That that's my take on it. But uh, to to me, it just highlights again kind of what we were talking about. Whether it's guns, whether it's drugs, you know, whatever it is, is that to me you know, great freedom, great responsibility is that it, it should be up to you to decide how you run your business, who you have over for Thanksgiving, all of that stuff. And, and it's across the board. You know, if, if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If, if you're that worried, you know, that, that things are, are that dangerous for you, then stay home. I mean, between Grubhub yeah. and DoorDash yeah. and Instacart and Uber Eats and, and everything else and, and Amazon, you don't need to leave your house, you know, and if you're either at risk or that, that worried about it, then stay home. Yep. Uh, you know, but to tell other people, this is how you're going to run your business. And, and again, it, it's always by people that aren't running a business, that aren't worried about a bottom line, that don't have overhead, or at least that matters, that yeah. can go billions and billions into debt, and it doesn't mean anything. You know, and, and then on top of that, you have those guys that aren't even adhering to the own rules that they're putting in place. It, it leaves a horrible taste in everybody's mouth. It, it breeds resentment against that stuff. And, and again, it, it's just... There's going to come a tipping point, and, and what I would say, you know, my, my last point with that is that a lot of people kind of scoff at the, you know, well, it's just a mask, or it's just two weeks to slow the spread, or, you know, nine months later, it's just this, it's just that. To me, every, everybody should should have a, a clear understanding of their own personal constitution of when is, when enough is enough, and then also what are you going to do about it? Like, have you ever thought, is there a point at which you're going to say, you know what, no, I'm not doing that? 
Like, is there a, an amount, a time, a duration, a, a, a level of restriction that the government would put on you to where you would say, you know what, fuck you, I'm not doing it? Damn. Is there one? Right, is, is there one? Most people don't think a question. about that. Is there one? Uh, so give me a specific example. No, I'm, I'm saying, saying, do you, what, what is your boundary, right? Like, people talk about, you know, psychology, boundaries are healthy. What, what is your, your government boundary where, for you personally, you're going to say, you know what, not fucking doing it? Yeah, I don't know if I have a specific example, but I do have libertarian tendencies. Like, look, man, uh, you know, I'm going to do me, you do you. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm not going to tell you how to operate. Is there a limit for that? Is there a limit where uh, the, the, the government can cross the line where you're kind of like, this is, this is a little too much for me? Yeah, I, I mean, any bureaucratic bullshit that I have to do, you know, look. It's all very complicated out there, whether you're doing your taxes, your 401k, you're signing up for health insurance, all the paperwork, and it's just so freaking complicated. Just, I wish things were a little more simpler and easier there, out there. So I tweeted this a couple of days ago. By the way, that's a very good question that we can get into for 20 minutes. I, t I sent yeah, this I to Newsom a couple of days ago. Go down. Uh, Newsom sent out a message. Go up a little bit more right there. He said... Uh, COVID update, uh, the last, this last week, California has an unprecedented rise in cases, average daily test, uh, 198,000 average test positive, very 5.5% average uh, daily test, uh, uh, case average, 11,500 hospitalization up 70, 70, 77%, ICU up 55% over the last two weeks. And I said, could it be due to a weak immune system from a lack of exercise? Could it be due to constantly selling fear from the top? Maybe you ought to think about opening up gyms and maybe you ought to think about selling hope. What do you think, Gavin? And, uh, you know, you hear the messaging of so much. I, the other day I did a video on, on uh, uh, coronavirus, and what I wanted to look is what strengthens your immune system. You know what it said? Mayo Clinic said what strengthens your immune system is exercise. Yeah. Today they're saying there's no link between exercise and immune system. And WebMD, you know what WebMD said? There is a link between having a positive outlook of the future and your immune system. Wow. So if somebody's telling the future looks bright, things are going to be all right, we're going to be able to figure this out, your immune system gets stronger versus somebody saying the end of the world is around the corner, all this other stuff, your immune system gets weaker. So the two things yeah. that we need to strengthen our immune system is exercise <clears throat> and selling hope is not being done by the, the state power of California. Of positive thinking. Well, yeah? Complete I, I, opposite is being sold by California, Newsom, and Garcetti. The other thing, so the, the immune system is 99 point some percent, you know, across the, the entire spectrum of the population, it's 99% effective at defeating the coronavirus, right? The vaccines aren't that effective. So if you're putting that amount of billions of dollars in time and research and manpower and all this into vaccines that are less effective than your immune system, if the government is, is so hell-bent, Joe Biden included, on, on handouts, then, then why not distribute, uh, you know, a... a a package to every individual that, that, you know, from a vitamin supplement standpoint helps improve their, their immune system the same way. Why is there not some focus on that? There's, there's none, you know, so sleep, exercise, eat healthy, right? I yeah. Mean, well, I mean, eat, eat healthy is, is sun, subjective, but you're on people, but you know, the, can the, you the, tell the freaking sun in Addison, the, Texas to show up? The, there, my... there is, there is quantifiable data yeah. that, that shows <laughs> vitamin and mineral deficiency as, and, and a direct relation to COVID kicking your ass. Right, so if, if you're deficient in vitamin C, vitamin D, magnesium, things of that nature, then uh, then your immune system is weak, and, and it's going to hand you your ass a lot more. The, and th those are very cheap, easy, easy supplements to get a hold of. By the way, if you've enjoyed us having Mike Ritlin on, push that subscribe button and the alert button. If you really enjoyed him being on here with the perspective, push that. 
if you want to see him come back on the uh, show again, I mean, you're in Dallas, right? We're not right. far away from each other. Yeah. You, you... I, I slept in my car outside your house. Last that's what it was. That's, <laughs> what, that's who it was. I was wondering who that was outside. I felt safer, by the way, with a Navy SEAL guy right who was on. a dog trainer. I said, everything's going to be all right. But, uh, Adam, why don't you tell us about the uh, product launch we're doing this Friday? Give us an update on so what's going on with the product deal, launch. So it's a big deal, right? Yes, I mean, Friday, been asking you for a while lots like, of to new get product. some new products. This Friday, coming on uh, Black Friday, we have a, up to a 50% off sale. Some, Pat, so let's see some of these, uh, these yeah, products that we got going cool. on. Take a look at this one here. This is a wireless Vitamin uh, headset. We got chargers and speakers at the same time. We have stuff that you'll put right next to your office while you listen to the music presentation. Shirts, Nike shirts. So what, I, what I think that you're, you said you'd be willing to do, correct me if I'm wrong, is when this stuff goes on sale, after someone purchases, you're going to be FaceTiming people. Calling people, seeing how they like the stuff, seeing what they got going on. No question about it. You're yeah. going to do that. I would say the first uh, 20 purchases over $200, I will FaceTime them myself. Sick. First 20 purchases over $200, I will FaceTime them myself oh, and uh, we'll have a conversation right together. Thank you, yeah. Kai. And this is going to be when? This is going to be Friday. This We're is talking Friday, about Black this Friday. Friday sale. I know we have a ton of I Am an Entrepreneur shirts you're going to be signing. They're yes. going to be gifting those out. Yes. Possibly on the next podcast, we can gifts for some of the... Um, what site do they need to go to to be part of the, uh, 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 not pre-order, but the pre-launch? To pre-launch, it's vtstores.com slash YT, right? Is that what it is, Kai? Go down a little bit. vtstores.com. Just vtstores.com. Go to the lower, Kai. Vtstores.com. Go to the lower. Who's that good-looking guy in the there picture you go, right, right there? there. Put PPD. first name, email address, submit. And you will uh, you will have the email sent over to you. So when we're doing the launch, you'll be the first because it's one time thing we're doing. It's going to be a Black Friday deal that we'll do, and then the merch will go out, and then from there the you merch buy. Goes out. And then I think and when, it's when people out. get the merch, we're going to want them to take a picture with the merch. Yeah. Tag Pat. I love Pat's that he chooses be the best this. pictures. I mean, that's like a <laughs> phenomenal picture. Kai, Kai and Nancy are famous for doing these things. You look concerned. I look right? concerned. I'm like, <laughs> brilliant picture to use. But are, Anyways, you, are you excited about this? People have been asking excited. you about I'm, products for a while. I am, so I am ecstatic about this because, uh, you know, the other day I called the cops because the local area, someone was going out. Because Mike People was sleeping outside your house again. Yeah, it was. But I, I kind of wish Mike was sleeping outside. <laughs> but I called the cops the other day and uh, uh, they showed up. There was this kind of weird guy who was following him around and he shows yeah. up. Okay, Cops show up. And the dispatcher tells the cops to call me, give me an update. The cop calls. And I said, uh, yes. He says, well, let me tell you what we just did. Here's what we did. We found out this, 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 this about the person you, you were concerned about in the community was calling. I said, yeah, sure. That's great. I said, thank you. He says, can I ask you a question? I said, yes. He says, why do I recognize your voice? I said, I don't know. He says, uh, I said, do you watch Valuetainment? He says, you got to be kidding me. My daughter and I watch Valuetainment all the time. And he goes about telling me the story, this cop, which is always great when a cop in your local community is a Valuetainer, right? You feel safer. But the point is that Valuetainment logo, when you see it in the streets, no matter where you walk, we go into airports, we go into mall, we went to Manhattan Beach. Oh, yeah. No matter where awesome. we go, people, st the Valuetainment community of free thinkers, capitalists around the world is getting bigger and bigger. And I love seeing folks uh, mm -hmm. uh, sport this. And when you run into each other, it's a certain level of camaraderie. We had one of our guys, Danny Nissan, who was in China doing a deal, runs into another guy wearing a Valuetainment shirt. They take pictures together. They send it to me on Instagram saying awesome. Valuetainers all over the world. So it's great to see the community growing. Uh, wouldn't happen without you guys. So cannot wait to see you guys get the merch when it comes out. Friday, first thing Friday, in the morning, yes. go to vtstores.com to uh, be part of the launch. And having said that, Mike, 
It's been a blast having you back on, buddy. This was awesome. great. Your perspective is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah I appreciate it's it. Awesome. Somebody, you taught me some stuff. Somebody today, in here appreciate commented it. and said, I think Mike closed Adam on getting a minigun. Yeah. On Dude, a I, minigun. I'll, well, I have a money gun in the office over there. I'm not sure if you've I'll, seen I'll that. I'll buy you your part. first pistol. How about that? Wow. How nice wow. is wow. Look at this. You, you teach me how to shoot? I'll teach you how to shoot it. Wow, look yeah, at us. You're from a Navy SEAL. Look at us. Navy SEAL. I get to Navy SEAL's going to teach you how to shoot. That's its own video right there. That is a good video right there. Democratic sheep over here is going to learn from. Before you get Navy too excited seal. or maybe yeah. more excited, the gun does shoot dildos. So. <laughs> he's, he's definitely more excited. Well, if I know anything, yeah. Mario will join me on the uh, <laughs> on the shooting spree. We'll have some fun. I will but leave that up to you guys. Happy Thanksgiving to, to all everybody, uh, to everyone truly. out there. We wish you a happy turkey Hope day. Hope you enjoy the social distance. When you're eating the turkey, make sure you're six feet away from it and uh, yeah. just follow all the guidelines and the rules. Say that again. Have your masks your on. Ass. Follow all the guidelines by Cuomo or Accor uh, According Newsom. to our lovely fans, I'll be eating sheep instead of turkey <laughs> on Thanksgiving. So much respect to all my oh, sheeple out there with all your funny comments. Hey, push you that, push that subscribe button, guys, and we'll do this again next week. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Take care. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye.